mar tuviera tequila y los ríos tuvieran ron, yo me pasaría la vida bebiendo sin compasión. Si el mar tuviera tequila y los ríos tuvieran ron, yo me pasaría la vida bebiendo sin compasión. The show that was brought to you by Ports, Feld with Men. This is episode 505 of Portman Show. I'm Pip. Who are you? I'm Andrew. Hi. Where'd you come from? Uh, Brett and Alex are here via the interwebs. Hey, hi, guys. Did we make a rule years ago to never no! say We never make rules. Or if we did, I forgot about it because I don't remember anything that we talk about on this show. Well, we did make some pretty clear rules. If it's not two of the following three things, it's not allowed. Alex is dead. Oh, fuck. Really? I don't know. Where'd he go? Where'd he go? His video just disappeared. Oh, no. We got bigger. (laughs) Hey. Here we go. Yep. Let's do the worst show ever. Yeah. It's already starting that way because your audio went to shit as soon as you started talking. Oh, how about how's now? I fixed it. <laughs> you didn't do anything. You just waited. It's 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 got to be something to do with I fixed Alex internet too. connections and all that shit. <laughs> I do like oh, how he boy. changed positions on the camera though. Ah, Zoom just does whatever the fuck it wants. Alex is muted. It? Yeah, that's I fine. We don't need to hear him. <laughs> Alex, you gotta control your own mutage. Boy, what a week! It's off to a great start. What's happening, guys? How's everybody out there? How are all of my vaccinated friends? You guys yeah, get, all you guys of you. Get, you guys get COVID? I did. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay. I, I, was, I really thought to myself before the you show, COVID? how long until uh, puke jumps right to the end? Oh, where should I start? It was one and a half seconds into the story. <laughs> What's the story? I talked about it last week. I felt bad. You didn't talk about it last week. Sure did. You Did, did, did you, you say, listen? I think I have COVID? No. Then how was I talking about it? Five, four. <laughs> no, I don't know. Like, what? What's what's the story? I don't know. You could have been how like, I start the story. "Here's how you tell a story." You oh, don't okay. just go. I'm bad at stories. Well, and then I pooped. 
End of story. Doesn't have anything to do with me being. I mean, then, technically, that is a storytelling technique to start at the end because it's shocking, because it's surprising, because that's not the way it's normally done. Yes, but the problem is, and then I pooped being the end, <laughs> the punchline. Yeah. You'd have to then go, okay, so let me tell the story of how I, it led me to, and then I pooped. Mm. Right? Yeah. But you know what? From my experience, a really good story, the guy poops throughout it. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, but that not every story allows for throughout pooping. It doesn't allow you to. But a poo good out. story does allow for it. You have a character with yeah. a very, very loose butt, and you know, and and there's still so much you can do with uh, starting at the end too to still have surprises. Like, and then I pooped. Yeah, like if if this was my novel, it would have started with this line, and so it turns out I did have COVID, and then. That's the narrator, and then we go back in time and we tell the story of how. But we, but I that's found not that was not really your intention. No, not at all. Right. So what My you're doing is, just, is you're you're telling the punchline to the joke, and then you're having to set up the joke and hope it lands, even yeah. though the punchline's already been delivered. You're not creating well, any kind of suspense because everyone knows the payoff. Everyone knows the climax. Five. Like it's kind of level four. one to assume though that I pooped has to be the big finale. <laughs> yeah. Like what if you say I pooped. And then the story goes, and the man next to me started on the plane started going. (laughs) (laughs) True. Now the story is just beginning. (laughs) Right. So there could be that scenario. But if you think about it, how many years ago did you talk about bottom line? Andrew is a fucking slave driver. 2016. Right. 2017. Bottom line, that is something that follows up a lengthy story. With many, many, many details, right? And then when it's all over, you go bottom line, and that's the end, right? But just saying, I pooped, or I got COVID, or I cummed. <laughs> yeah. Then you have to backfill, and I don't think you're going to successfully backfill as well as you could have if you had just said, geez, you know how last week I was saying I was sick from eating all that mouse poop? And this happened, and that happened, and then Gabriella said this, and we talked about that. You could build this up. You could stretch it out. There's nothing wrong with prolonging a topic and maybe never even paying it off. So how was Nicaragua? But you paid it off immediately, so it's too late. (laughs) I see what you're doing there, and I like it. I mean, obviously, you want to tell stories, so go ahead. I mean, did we even tell people we were in Nicaragua? Was that <laughs> revealing the end already? No, we were. Yeah, we already. The people knew. Okay, yeah. right? You people knew. <laughs> yeah, I didn't follow my own fucking rule. I should have just disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so last week on the show, I talked about how I felt bad, and uh, we recorded the show and everything, and I, I didn't fucking really think much of it. Um. And so my work requires bi-weekly testing at home with these home tests where you jam a thing in your nose and turn it in. And so that Monday after we recorded the show was, you know, after Thanksgiving and uh, it was my week and I was like, okay, I do my COVID test. I turned it in. I didn't fucking think anything of it. I go to work for fucking five days. Well, also last week on the show, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, I got sick from moving all this stuff and inhaling all this dust. Yeah. And Andrew didn't. Yeah, well, you, but have you ever gotten cold, a cold, or have you ever had issues with your sinuses due to being around a dusty environment? Like, I have a history of this happening. Do bees count as dust? Yeah, bee dust. 
I mean, Andrew it's like coughs a great... and sneezes a lot. I do. Yeah. I he does. Like he's a... going a chew, a chew. <laughs> I'm like, geez, he's got COVID, and he's sitting right next to me. <laughs> bees are like a giant piece of dust. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I don't know. I I really didn't think anything of it. I just thought I had a head cold from being out in the cold and like not getting enough sleep and all that shit. But I think maybe that just weakened my immune system. Um, I don't I think don't it's know. bad for you to be out in the cold. Like as long as it doesn't get to the point of frostbite. Yeah, yeah. I think it's probably good for you, and I think it probably makes you stronger. Well, it, it does give me a runny nose when I'm out in the cold. Like, uh, are there a bunch of giant Russian Siberian men that are just like, Ugh, uh, uh, <laughs> I yeah, feel I bad for me. I know. I guess I'm stuck in that like wives' tale uh, mentality of the being out in the cold gets you cold, like a mother would say. Maybe you just but, are a wives' tale. No, I didn't. Th- oh, what if? <laughs> Maybe I don't really exist. What if we don't really exist? We're just tales of women that are married. Um, to add a whole another layer to this, uh, our friend, our good friend, friend of the show, Andrew Huberman, also relayed the information that stress enhances the immune system. It doesn't diminish it. Because oh. that would be really dumb. If, you're, if your body's being attacked, it'd be really dumb for your immune system to say, ah, well, fuck it. We'll, we'll sit this one out. No, it means we need to be on guard when we're stressed. So being out in the cold should trigger your immune system being indoors a lot with other people who are fucking sick dirty bastards that's what generates a cold right and wearing and a mask what was the the joe rogan thing that he regurgitated from somebody else tough times make for strong men strong men make for good times good times make for weak men weak men make for bad times yeah right so if you're just constantly protecting yourself from all these histamines and dirt mm. and mouse shit and cobwebs. Yeah, that's a good point. And dust. Then, yeah, as soon as you encounter them, they're going to take you out. They're going to kill I, you. Because I think that uh, if you, know, you go like, all Amish on the world for a year, you're going to yeah. come out so strong. Well, see, I grew up in that environment. I grew up playing in mud and barns and dusty environments and all that shit. And then you went to Iraq. Sure, I've been there. I've been to Afghanistan too, yeah. Pakistan. So what happened? Well, I don't know. You should be the strongest man. Oh yeah. What if I am? Think I am most likely to survive a nuclear holocaust with all the DU powder he inhaled. <laughs> What's DU powder? Depleted, Depleted uranium. uranium. Oh, okay. What, why the fuck did you ask? If you're just going to answer know it, until it I said while, it. while I'm answering it, <laughs> son of a bitch. So um, I, I know. I, I like. I like how I can know <laughs> things without knowing. Apparently, you didn't know. Uh, I don't know. Like I, uh, I don't get colds very often, but I do get a lot of sinus issues from like when the weather changes in the fall and the spring. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's allergies or if it's just the dryness or some shit. Is there like a certain but substance like, that you think that you think causes it? I don't know pollen. Okay, no. <clears throat> but like I get the like anytime I'm out, if I go from a warm environment to a cold environment, like my nose just runs. A lot of times, my nose will run like when I'm hiking. Mm-hmm. Like I'll just get a runny nose. And my mother is the same way, so I think that's genetic. Here's a theory. Hit me. Depleted uranium. In the the spring or the fall, whenever there's pollen, fallen. Yeah. Um, From the ballin... Yep. Tallin trees? Yeah. Yeah, there we go. Let's make a wrap. <laughs> Get that <laughs> um, But farting and puking... When when that happens, you're more likely to be like, oh, I'm a, I don't want to go outside. I want to stay inside where I'm not going to have yeah. this pollen, right? Mm, maybe. But rather than do that, what if you went outside and did like a couple lines of pollen and then exposed I, yourself to it? Yeah, just like you and bees. Go get stung this by bees. Like, you'll be fine. That's, I'm it's com- like getting I'm a vaccine. <laughs> it's like getting a vaccine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bee but a natural scene. one. 
Yeah. yeah. Hmm. The uh, the hippies have done this for generations. They you can actually purchase a product called bee pollen, and it's these little granules that the bees have put together before it's turned into honey. And uh, it's all your local pollens you buy from a local uh, apiest. And uh, it's supposed to do exactly what we're suggesting. You sprinkle some you in your eyes, <laughs> and then all of a sudden your vision will in become your eyes on top of your better. ice cream. Put some in your morning yeah. glass of milk. Well, yeah, I've heard that you know you if you get real local uh, honey from bees getting that pollen from your local area where you live, that that does the same thing, I guess. But I've never tried that. Um. So anyway, as the story is already told, <laughs> I uh, I go to work. Like, so I, I felt sick from Monday until um, Friday. So through Thanksgiving and shit, you know, I had like a runny nose and just a touch of a cough. And oh, some, yeah. When you drove me to the chills. airport, like I'm driving. Well, yeah. I drove us to the airport. You drove back. Right. But I'm driving along and you're over there every three seconds. You're hacking and coughing and sniffling. Was and, I? And wheezing and <laughs> sneezing. It was like, it was annoying. It was oh, so much. You should have said something. I should have. What am I? What's not your fault? It's just happening. I don't know. I'm not going to make you feel bad for it unless we're on recording. You should have yelled out, oh my God, COVID and fucking tucked and rolled out of the car. No, I would have just been like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> That's all I was thinking. Yeah. I wasn't thinking COVID. I went, I got my test yesterday. Neither was Fuck I. It. Oh yeah. You got your test. You were fine. Uh, but then Friday, like, I felt good again, and I was like, okay, yeah, I just had a little head cold. It's the perfect time of year for that. It's, you know, oh, uh, the moving and the winter dust pollen. and the pollen and the winter and the dryness and the fucking uh, the sniffing of the pollen and the fucking of the bees. <laughs> all the things that you do in, when it's fall. Um, the licking of the doorknobs. You know, all those things that give you that fucking robust immune system. And... Uh, so I really never thought anything of it. Then we did the show and, and Brett and Gabriella were here. And now in hindsight, I feel bad because, you know, they're probably people that would have liked to have known that I had a cold ahead of time had I thought about it. We but, found out on the show. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't live in a world where I just scream at people that I have a cold. Oh, my God. Look out. You're like, this is that's the new paradigm of any time somebody coughs. Now you're supposed to, like, ring up your family and be like... Just so you know, no, I might have AIDS. No, I think you need to go the other way. I think you could have beat this that much easier if at the first sign of you sniffling or feeling bad, yeah. you just told yourself, no, I'm not going to feel bad. I don't feel bad. I feel fine. And then it would have gone away. Well, I went to work for three days. Right. And it, it took me, I think, about three days before I realized I actually felt that bad. Like, Good. Because I'm working in a new room, a new environment in my workplace where it's cold. Like the room doesn't have great heating yet. Uh, so there was an old room before. Yeah, and now there and now is you walk a in. new room. And that's how everyone sounds when you go in there. Yeah, they're filled with helium. Do you ever go back in the old room? Yeah. Hello? Old room. What's it sound like? <laughs> old room is where I used to work. You know, I want to go there. <laughs> the old room was also Am chilly. I in the old room? No. No. Okay. Wait, I don't know how to make him in the old room. <laughs> Wait, I got the same mixer. Hold on. There we go. Yeah, make your own Hello? sound effects, goddamn. Yes. <laughs> okay. What if he tries to be old man and I try to make him new man and then we get real confused? <laughs> then he just becomes regular Brett. That's how spontaneous old combustion happens. <laughs> the fucking new uh, old man. Hello? Ah, oh. uh, goddamn it. <laughs> no, you can't apply effects when he's trying to apply effects. It just gets confused. Yeah, mine just don't seem to work anyway. So. Alex, how do your effects work? Uh, I can mute myself. There we go. Great effect. <laughs> Use that to great effect. 
but yeah, I so like I just thought it was a cold fucking room, and like I I just came home and I'm like, I don't know. I, it took me several days to be like, oh yeah, I guess this is like, this is an unusual chilliness. It's not just because it's cold out. And then I realized, okay, I guess I have a head cold. Um, but fast forward to like, you know, I pushed through because I'm in a new training environment. So I thought about being like, because everybody nowadays says, oh, if you feel if you feel anything weird, then you're supposed to, supposed to stay home. But I'm 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 in training, so I didn't want to miss that. So fuck you, work for making you know. I was trying to make sure I showed up and helped out and got this training done, so this you know new product that I'm working on gets produced. Yeah, it sounds like you're doing the right thing. And even if you went to work, I'm sure no one did, nothing happened. I don't know. Yeah, you, well, we have to wear masks at work, so, so I'm Monday, sure that you fucking took solved the all the problems. Yeah, so I take my home test, I turn it in, I go to work. Um, and the way that the home test is supposed to work is that I guess you get a phone call from Quest Diagnostics that lets you know that you've you've been infected by the fucking ravaging. And if plague. we've learned anything over the course of ten plus years on this show, we've learned that Puke does not like phone calls. Yeah, it's it's the least effective way to get a hold of me for fucking anything. Um, and so throughout the week, like my number's out there for the mortgage and for. Probably other things <laughs> that I can't think of. Anyway, like everybody I'm talking to, Andrew, you if must get spam. If your house is burning down, you might get a phone call. Why would you want to answer that? Yeah, but you must get spam calls all the time, right? Occasionally. Your number's out there all, all over the place because you're a sales guy. A little bit, but I don't sign up for apps, so I don't think I get as many calls mm. as you oh, yeah, maybe. might think I do. Yeah, I know that Like when I, when I updated the show URL, the Portman show, like I had to put in my phone number for that. I got... I got spam calls constantly for like a year um yeah i just put in your phone number for these things <laughs> that's what's doing <laughs> i should wear a mask i just spit across the table <laughs> Oof. uh it's all right i'm filled with aids not covid anymore uh what was i trying to so say monday yeah you got the test yeah do you went into work i go to work and i did my work you know i feel fine now you know um i do my work as usual and all that shit and you might be getting phone calls. Yeah. So I get some spam calls and usually like because my phone still has a 603 area code, I usually know it's a spam call because they try to spoof your area code. Nice. And so if I, I know nobody that I know in New Hampshire is trying to call me. Right. It's all, it, it's going to be text or some shit. Who right? would want to call you? That, that too, that, mm, <laughs> that's true. And so I know that it's fake. And so sometimes I answer because it, it might be, you know, I'm dealing with all this mortgage horse shit. But as soon as as soon as I answer the phone, because sometimes I do because I think like, oh, this might be important. You know, I'm sure you guys do the same thing. You answer the phone. There's silence. You go, hello. And there's just like silence. Yeah. And then 10 seconds later, somebody comes on. They're like, oh, God. This is or like they have an accent. They're like. Hello, this is uh, Have you heard your mortgage payment? And you're like, okay, <laughs> this is. <laughs> they do. It happens all the time. That's exactly what they say. That's your script. Yeah, and and it's like, did you know that your uh, your warranty's out of date? So immediately, I hang up and I block, and that's probably <laughs> not helped me at some point. I love this. There's a block. <laughs> I button, love this. And I always like I've gotten into the habit where if I think it's a spam call, I, think it's I, a good habit. Up, I uh, hang up and I block it. I think it's a good habit. Yeah, fuck, fuck anybody. I think you should use it on all social media too. How dare you? I don't know. Is that an option? Yeah. What do you mean? 
Blocking? So I should block you anytime you text me? <laughs> no, on social media. You use social media to talk to me. But I mean like on uh, posting. Oh. Well, I, d- I, don't have a lot of, I don't have a lot of notifications turned on for any social media. Remember, oh. we talked about this True. a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Like when, when, the, when the COVID thing happened and I was freaking out. Yeah, like it got way out was of doing the same thing. And, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I still do that. I don't... Uh, the only thing that I get real notifications for is the text channels that we use or apps. And then I think that's about it. Maybe phone calls, right? So anyway, I know that at some point in hindsight now, I realized that I bet I hung up on one of these motherfuckers because it sounded like a spam call and I was vindicated. So the way it, it worked is I'm at work Friday morning. I get there super early and I'm doing my job and all this shit. And all of a sudden at some point, the supervisor comes and he says, hey, it turns out you got COVID. Get your stuff. You got to go. Now give me a kiss. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I just like, I'm standing and I'm like, oh my God, what? Really? It's real? It happened. I didn't know this disease existed. I thought it was all a scam by Biden. <laughs> but no, I was like, oh, holy shit. And then it all kind of like, in my mind, I just replayed like the last two weeks and was like oh oops <laughs> and uh the, the best thing too about work is we're required to wear masks um and they have an uh, uh, ir scanner thing when you come in the front door you stand there you pull down your mask you take off your glasses because they're all fogged up and cold as shit and you lift up your beanie because you're cold and it takes an ir scan of your face and tells you if you're i guess good or bad I've only ever seen it say pass. Yeah. So and these so things are generally useless. run by minimum wage employees or robots that are equivalently. Well, this is a minimum this is wage a robot. It's, it's just a camera I know. and a computer screen. I check like in and out of these things all the time. Right. And so. And I go, I just ran here through the sunlight. I must be way over temperatured. Yeah. And I'm fine. I want to test it with like a, a thermal blanket next time I go into work and like put it on my forehead until yeah. it burns. Like and I've run carried inside. heavy shit into a building sweating in the middle of the summer and then the thing scans me and it's fine. Yeah, it's insane. So obviously that's useless. Um, so I've been going to work like normal and then the boss says like, oh my God, you have COVID. Get the fuck out of here. So I have to go through the protocol and I have to talk to HR and they tell me I can't go to work for... Um, I but think it's like 10 days. You didn't have to like tell them who you talked to or interacted with at work. Yeah. They asked me like who I interacted with at work, but my name didn't come up at all. No. Why the f- you don't, don't fucking know. work there? You yeah. idiot. Why did, what do they give a shit? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. Fucking Brett and I could have been put into camps. No, no, no. So they, they didn't like, they don't give a fuck who I interact with outside of work. They, they did give the spiel of like, oh, you got to be careful. And I just said like, oh, no, I'm fine. I, like, I, I do have a roommate, but he's out of town for the next couple of weeks, so I'll be good. Like, I'm not going to tell anybody, them, about any, anybody that I have contact with, you know, outside of work anyway. Um, well, I'm glad that you waited at least until I had already left for Nicaragua because I had to get a test. Yeah, sure. I, a because PCR I test. did that on purpose. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> I didn't have a choice. Um, I don't know. It's all fake, right? Know. Like, how, how did you get COVID? I didn't. Well, here's the thing. And then I took two tests that came up negative. So I've been thinking about it. I have no idea where this came from because it's not like anybody that I know had it. I just apparently came down with it. And really, the only thing I've done other than go to work and 
go-to storage barns to move shit in the past couple weeks was we went out to dinner to uh, uh, for Gabriella's birthday. We went to a dinner, right? We were all there at a restaurant. And apparently, if, if that's where the COVID was, I'm the only one that got it. Because that's the only place that I've really gone to public. I mean, I go to uh, gas stations and shit. I went to a grocery store, maybe. But anyway, who the fuck knows where it came from? But the best part of this is I'm the only one who got the goddamn vaccine of oh, anybody yeah. I know. <laughs> That's fucking and hilarious. So, well, there you go. Maybe you didn't really have. Maybe you didn't really have COVID either. You have a test that says you okay, had it, right? Right. So that could also just not to uh, get all into this, but it could just be that you did have it, and there was some trace amount in your system. What does getting vaccinated do to your PCR test results? I don't know. Right. And I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I've been taking these home tests for like a fucking year now. And right. It's three, it four could, months. It could be as I've simple been... as this. Somebody makes a phone call to Quest Diagnostics and go, hey, ratchet up the positives. <laughs> right? Like, seriously. Like, yeah. Alex and I just a couple days ago took a test in Costa Rica. And I'm thinking, these motherfuckers, these tests, no one's turning up positive from these tests. Mm. Nobody. Yeah, the other because thing, in Costa Rica, the rule is you have to quarantine them in a hotel for 14 days. Well, here's the other thing, too. This COVID test is, or I'm sorry, the COVID virus is like a type of cold virus, right? I, we've all heard that on the news, that this is, what is, what is it? Co- uh, coronavirus. Some, a coronavirus I think I've is heard that virus, right? some coronaviruses cause the cold, but it's not, it's not one-to-one. So, yeah. What There's if, a whole bunch of things that cause the, the quote-unquote cold. Yeah. Well, here's here's some more theories that I have about it being coronavirus um, now in hindsight that I think about it. So when Alex had his COVID, he was smart enough to realize that he couldn't smell stuff and like tested that. Yeah. In hindsight, I realized that I think it was on Thanksgiving Day. The day you took me to the airport. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. I that night I was watching, I think, football. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you I, I can't, to take I can't a break smell the ball. Yeah, it's supposed to be a delicious pebbly pigskin leather smell. No, I was eating food, and like the water tasted kind of weird, and the food at a certain <laughs> point tasted weird. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, my head stuffed up. A, a year ago, I had really bland wings, and I went, Brett. I don't mean to scare you, but I can't taste these wings. Yeah, I should have gone and and found some fucking tequila and sniffed the shit out of it to see if mm-hmm. tested it. But at the time, I was just like, I'm in a new house, so I just kind of thought like, ah. Eh, the water tastes kind of weird to me because it's a new well water or something. And I replaced, I had recently replaced the filter. I put a brand new filter into the refrigerator because I don't know when that fucking thing's been replaced. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's so funny how like in hindsight you think about these things. But the greatest part though is that like, I'm the only one of all the friends that got the vaccine and now I'm the only one that I know of that, well, Alex did. I got COVID and it's like fucking great. What's the fucking point of this piece of shit? Maybe I didn't die, no. I guess. But <laughs> we felt a little we Gabrielle and I had weird uh, feelings this week. That was actually one of the reasons why I thought it would be better maybe to just phone in. Yeah, but that's time. because you were on a roller coaster. A roller coaster? No, I don't know. I'm just thinking of a place where you have weird feelings. <laughs> you were on a like, tilt a whirl. She's a she's a oh, very problem. durable woman. And yesterday she was a little stuffy and coffee. Um and she kept clearing her throat in a, yeah. in a weird way. Huh. So, um, yeah, and I felt weird for like a couple, not like sick, but weird for like a few days. So, I don't know. I was just like, well, 
I'll save myself a drive. Well, good news, because you you can't get a goddamn test anywhere. Apparently, it's it might be rampant. I don't know. Andrew's. I'm not going in their system. I'm not going doing that. <laughs> I, I, I did it once, and I, that's it. I'm uh, if I don't want to. Yeah. Well, Andrew suggested I should get a, a test to make sure I don't have like I don't still have uh, I don't know virus bits flowing out of my face. Well, yeah, because like I don't have to be here, and I was trying to make uh, Brett feel okay about coming here. Yeah, I don't like doing these remote shows at all. But what I did is I I looked around. CVS didn't have any appointments for anything like one or two days out. And then I went to two drugstores to try and get the home tests and they were all sold out. So uh, I think, you know, it's that time of year. It's, It's been two years now and the cases always go up in the winter and they always go up in the south in the summer. So maybe it's cyclical anyway. Uh, so I don't know if I still have any sort of like shedding of the viral load or whatever the fuck these buzzwords oh, are. Oh, I think it's all now. fake. <laughs> but, I think uh, the tests are fake. I think the virus is fake. But you know, here's an insane thing. When I found out I had COVID, I thought, holy shit, that's fucking awesome. Now I'm, I'm, uh, it's finally happened. It's over with. No, it's not. I didn't die. You'll get it again in like a month. I might get it again in a month, but... <laughs> I, I got the vaccine and I've got the natural antibodies. Like I'm fucking superhuman. I'm going to go fucking, I'm going to go start like sticking doorknobs in my butt to see if I get anything else. Uh, <laughs> Wait a minute. Did you secretly want to do that before? Because why are you going to start doing that now? Right. Yeah, it's true. I mean, if you wanted to do that, you should have just, just done it. Yeah, they're just the right shape. The, the problem though is the uh, the, the American... Uh, a disability association has made all the handles where the 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 long ones instead the of the round ones. The yeah, yeah, it's not as easy that way. It's um, easy. It should be easier. You just have to take the door off. Oh, oh, fuck! <laughs> Lay yeah, it on the floor. The like, how much thought have you actually put into this? Not enough, apparently. Um, but I hope my work doesn't listen to this because I'm, I'm I'm so happy. I got a, a free fucking week off from work. Now I can work on the house. <laughs> Like, like, so I get free for I get a free fucking forty hours of of vacation time. Thanks, COVID. Um, I do uh, have to like check in on my work laptop on occasion, though. I guess, but uh, yeah. So that's the story of. Um, I still have a bit of a cough, bit of a persistent cough. Like when I wake up in the morning, I kind of have to. Oh clear yeah, that's some permanent time. now. What? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I should take up smoking as an excuse. Again, maybe. Man, I haven't had a cigarette in a while. There's theories that uh, the nicotine and vaping and smoking prevents the COVID from latching on. Wow, what if? That'd be amazing. So, anyway, so that's... Uh, turns out I had COVID. End of story. <laughs> full so, did full you circle. Need, did you need to say that part at the beginning? I, I thought so. Okay. I mean, maybe you should give classes. Have you thought about giving writing classes? Do you know how authors give classes on how to tell stories? Maybe? I should give classes, you know. In storytelling. I was on one of Brett's calls today. You know, that's that's just another thing that you can uh, you can make me advice. feel shit about is that I can't tell stories. I don't know how to do finances. I don't know how to buy a house. I can't drive. What else do give I do? Give people COVID. Yeah, I give people COVID. Or maybe you can't give people COVID. Or maybe not now. Maybe you need to get better at it. Fucking my whole life is just Andrew telling me what a dumb piece of shit I am about it. Yep, that's what I say. <laughs> I go, you dumb piece of shit. <laughs> I see puke. It's the first sentence out of my mouth. <laughs> well, maybe you don't say it out loud. I think you're thinking it. I no, think I go, I think you're you know, I was thinking about this situation, and here's something that could be good. 
That's generally what I say. Yeah. And then you always frame it as. I go, if you weren't such a dumb piece of shit, (laughs) this good stuff could happen to you. Yeah. Whew. What a saga, though. Uh, Yeah. But because I have uh, time off from work, now I get to go out there. I'm going to. I'm going to sweep out the, the, the new giant garage and get more dust into the air and yeah. see if I can get double COVID. Yes. <laughs> yeah, for like a minute, I thought, geez, maybe I should uh, not be around puke. And I'm like, ah, what, what the fuck am I? I don't know. Like, am I really going to go against my principles of not believing in this? Well, here's the question. What, what is the timeline? I, had, it's been I don't t- even care. Tomorrow will be two weeks since I started having symptoms. I started feeling better last Friday, and so that's a week, right? So I don't know. Like, like at what point do we uh, not be afraid of other human beings? Yeah, I get it. Yesterday, my CDC's official recommendation is 10 days after you first experience symptoms, as long as you're like, you haven't gotten worse, then you're you're in the clear in their books. And I had concerns about this COVID shit. If I ever got it, I thought like, well, you know, I've I've had asthmatic conditions when I was younger. And uh, I had I a relationship this... fall apart because she's like, I'm asthmatic and COVID is terrifying and I believe in mandates. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry to bring up that. No, it's PTSD fine. From... No, there's oh. no PTSD. I just went, Jesus, you're dumb. You're like, oh, bitch, get away from me. I'm going to go lick a doorknob and then put it in my butt <laughs> <laughs> or the other way around. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I like that visual. <laughs> yeah but now we live in that world where it's it's so weird to feel like now i feel bad because i'm like oh shit did i give a cold like you, you always kind of felt bad if you had a cold and you were around people and you're like oh shit i didn't mean to give you a cold but now you're like oh god did i just kill your grandma oh my grandma thinks i'm gonna kill her oh, and she doesn't sure. even know about your covid oh and the omicron she just simply made the statement well, be careful because there's the new variant, and that led into a fucking explosion. Yeah. Well, th- you know that's the other insane thing is I, I, I went to work throughout the entire fucking beginning of the pandemic. I've traveled more in the last two years than I ever have in my fucking life. I went to California and Nicaragua and fucking Seattle and all that shit. And then it's like now I'm back to just basically doing. I've had less interaction with other human beings in the past month. And I probably ever have. Well, that's not true. I did meet with like realtors and shit recently, but I don't know. I feel like my interaction with people has been a lot less recently. Yeah. And now I get COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not on all the flights or all the all the places I've traveled and all that shit. It's crazy. Crazy to think about. But it's so weird to, to now think of like, oh, fuck, I had a cold. Who do I call? Who do I apologize to? <laughs> Sorry, Brett. Sorry, Gabriel. Do you have COVID? <laughs> so, how was Nicaragua? It was good. Brett, what have you done? Yeah, Brett, what have you done? I don't know. What do you mean, what have I done? <laughs> I don't know. Since you're on the show last. Uh, you know, the regular stuff. I'm sitting in a cafe in Aspenwall this morning reading tarot cards. Aspenwall <laughs> is like the Aspen of Pittsburgh. Tarot typical, cards. Typical week. Tarot cards? Yeah. Do you know what tarot cards are? I think so. Yeah, there's there's some like I don't know, like palm reading or some nonsense. 
Yeah, you get dealt uh, five cards, I think, and then these cards tell you something about you and your relationship. And, uh, yeah, you know, so they were actually quite accurate. Tarot cards are the kind of thing where, like, people read a lot into them. Uh, when you tell them things like, hey, by the way, I actually did tarot cards the other day, too. This is you telling me that? Yeah. Well, well, you did? It was a thing. We should all find deeply profound what the, in the spirit of the tarot. What's wrong with you guys? Somebody, we went to, uh, uh, well, you would think this. I was with exactly you, with with you with the me. other day. <laughs> well, the day after that, I was like, wow, why don't I do something completely the opposite of what Andrew would do and go nice. to a local art walk? So every first Friday of the month, uh, there's an area here in Denver where like there's all these little art galleries and such, and they open their doors and they say, here's art, come in and see it. <laughs> and we went to one and it was like all these student projects, like here's my thesis, tarot cards. <laughs> person literally painted fucking pictures of tarot cards, copies of an existing deck. This deck already exists. And they just drew and painted pictures of six of the cards and then said, this was my thesis. Here's a deck, play with it. And that's what we did. Here, D E C K. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, we're on Zoom. <laughs> tarot dick. Uh, I think the reason people like tarot cards is because they have fun artwork. Oh, that's it's my whole, theory. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a whole package. They have fun artwork. You get to imagine pulling cards at random means something. Yeah, I don't know. I've read books where there was like a you know there was a tarot card reading in the book in the novel for some reason. And uh, after after reading that book, I was like, "Oh, tarot cards sound kind of neat." <laughs> There's something fun about like little. Do you do you guys have a fascination with like little things that are flat and wafer like, like CDs? Like I used to love playing with CDs. I, I used to love microwaving them. Uh, that is fun. That is a hoot. I'm not a fan of Nilla wafers. Get off of this. Those are get right. out. I love Nilla wafers. I feel like it's the antithesis of an Oreo. I feel like just the idea of vanilla wafer, like, and you usually you get it as snack with some pudding. Two things that I just banana I don't know pudding, what baby. To me, as a as a kid, I can't do vanilla wafers and pudding. Vanilla wafer. If you get pudding with them, that sounds good. I don't yeah, pudding. Sound I, I can't do pudding. Just ice cream. Freeze it. I haven't done pudding in a long time. Back in my pudding days. <laughs> Man, did I love me some Nilla wafers and banana pudding? They used to have it. <laughs> they used to have it in the uh, the Chow Hall a lot in the army because you know why not feed your soldiers just fucking garbage <laughs> so they get fat and then yell at them when they're fat and they have to do more PT, I guess. Mm. Well, Chat superstar Eric says tarot is good for introspection. Hmm. Okay, interesting point. Use it as a form of like meditation, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking about it, uh, you know, as we were sitting there. Like, what does this mean? Yeah, so what did it mean? Did you find out anything? Did you get revealed any futures, pasts? Uh, well, the only thing is that uh, 2022 is going to be like a karmic reckoning, which I guess could be good or bad. Oh, shit. Karma reckoning? something similar. What? Yeah. Okay. Like, I, who, I got, we, so we did the simple version of tarot, which is past, present, future. You just three cards. And mine was basically like your, your past was nuts. You're in a time of turmoil. 
the future is filled with terrible things. Oh, my God. Okay. Here's every tarot reading ever. <laughs> Here we go. There's something that bothers you from your past. It's affecting you in your present. The future is uncertain. Every tarot card reading. What do you well, mean mine was you certain about like there raviolis. being more trials. Your what? Mine, mine was the future is certain that there will be more trials. Sure. You can well, say that I too. Mean, there's the, Things will is... happen in the future, Alex. I promise you. Yeah, Not I want to go to them. Will be good. Go right. to a tarot reading where they're like, "Nah, fucking shit's good, man. You got nothing ahead of you. Just do you do you. Yeah, everything's great. Yeah, you just fucking go walk in yeah, a circle the and worst. people will give you money. Keep on. That's the tarot card reader that goes out of business. Like a fucking Brady nobody believes song. it. <laughs> nobody believes it. Andrew is at the vanguard of what most people believe about life, which is things aren't right. That's why they call me Vandrew. Nice. Oh, Eric also has runes. Man, I've. I've always wanted to know how you use runes. What the fuck's a rune? I don't know. It's something from like uh, Ireland or something. Vikings. I thought runes was just a, a weird way people said ruins. No. No. You want to see a picture of like actual. Like, I can't believe you've done that to me. You've ruined me. <laughs> right? You ever heard that? Yeah. That's what the bitch on a, on a, the fucking COVID call. Oh, I did finally get the COVID call. Um, <laughs> so after I back to that story. Sorry, guys. Sorry to interrupt. For what? You're fine. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, what? Like my HR lady was like, "You didn't get a call from Quest," and I was like, "Nah, I don't know, but I get spam calls. I probably hung up on it." And I was like, "Sorry." And then that Friday, like in the afternoon, I'm already home from work and all that shit, and I get a phone call, and it's from an 800 number, and I go, "Ah, oh, let's see what it is." I answer it. There's 10 seconds of delay. Some lady comes on. She goes, Hi, Nancy. On behalf of COVID, we are here to inform you that you have been positive for COVID. I couldn't understand the bitch. Like, you in the background, it just sounds like the loudest, you know, call center office that you've ever been in because none of these people have fucking microphones that isolate noise or no, some shit? No, they're all in India with 19 children running around them screaming. Well, this lady was uh, not Indian. She was of the uh, she was Af that I would say African persuasion based oh. on her accent, which was let's just say Southern. Extremely Southern. You don't know the difference. She was very Southern. Oh. And so she was hard to understand. Maybe she was from like Louisiana or something. Like they got strong accents down there and it's not good quality and she didn't speak English very clearly, and it was noisy. And then they were like, um, you know, you have COVID. Do you want to talk to a doctor? And I said, nah. And like, I didn't tell him. I was like, bitch, I'm over that shit. I already know <laughs> I had COVID. But I thought it was hilarious because I, I finally got the call like five days after I took the test, and I probably hung up on him, and I already knew. Anyway, runes here. I, I looked it up on the uh, Wikipedia, and so they're like Norse you know, Viking shit, and people uh, people like them. They, they basically like tarot cards, but just uh, like goofy-looking lettering. But cards disintegrate too fast in the deep winter snows, so you have to... Yeah, yeah, you, you have a stone alternative. You carve these into granite and then make a giant round granite thingamajig and call it... Fuck, I forget what it's called. <laughs> Stonehenge? Stonehenge! You call it a henge. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, what's a, a henge? I don't know. Jesus. I always, when I was a kid, I thought it was Stonehenge. <laughs> I was, yeah, you know what a hedge is. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. Like Stonehenge. They make mazes out of them. 
Well, that's like the song. There'll be uh, she'll be coming around the mountain. She'll be coming around the mountain. She'll be coming around the mountain. She'll be riding six five. Six five horses? It turns out it's six white horses. Yeah, I knew that. I always thought it was six five horses. Oh, okay. And I was like, how the fuck do you have sixty five horses? Or six and five horses? I didn't know. I was a child. It no, ruined it was just my ro- whole life. One of the horses died right there. Yeah. Six, then five, five then four, then three, then two. But he was singing. Like, he said yeah. six oh, and he counted, and oh. then he realized one was dead. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. This was rude, but I realized there was a computer in front of me and you guys really couldn't see what I was doing. So I looked up hinge. Hinge or henge? Henge. Henge? Wenge? Henge with an E. What We were just talking. Why would I look up hinge? Oh, wait. I got another tab open. How to take the hinges off a door yeah, so man. you can lay it flat and sit on the knob. I'll close that. <laughs> I'll close that tab. All right. Now we're just focused on henges. Now we're just focused on henges. Uh, a henge by definition. A henge is a prehistoric circular or oval earthen enclosure dating from around 3000 BC to 2000 BC during the Neolithic, also known as the New Stone Age and Early Hmm. Bronze Age. There are fewer than 100 hinges still surviving across Britain and Ireland, although it's very likely that there were originally more. The key feature of every hinge is a ring-shaped bank Hmm. on the outside and a ring-shaped ditch on the inside that mark out a central circular area. Okay. Hmm. Well, there you go. Learn something. I'm going to fucking look shit up during this show. I did find out my coworker went to the Stonehenge recently, like in the last couple of years. And okay. We were talking about it randomly at some point. And it turns out Stonehenge, like you can't even get near it. And it's just like off a road. It's not really all that exciting, but I guess too many people were like rubbing their dicks on it or something. So now you can't even get up close to it. Well, yeah, because the first thing that would happen to Stonehenge is that it would be tagged, right? Guess what? My coworker was pissed about. He, he wanted to tag he it. He wanted to tag it. Wow. He's a he's one of these uh, fellows that likes to tag. <laughs> really? Guess how old he is? Forty two. Yeah, he's he's like yeah. Five I feel like years kids nowadays don't tag things. <laughs> really? Have you been to the Hill District? Yeah, but I don't feel like twenty two year olds are the ones that are tagging. No, uh, you think that's out of? I feel out like of they're in their forties. Huh, I wonder. I wonder if that's going out of fashion because uh, like I don't think there's as much graffiti as there there was. There's a lot of graffiti. Have you seen the intro I've, to Welcome Back, Cotter? Have you been to fucking California? Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the graffiti? I did. I went to places out in nature that were graffitied, <laughs> just rocks out in the middle of the fucking nature out yeah. in the desert. Yeah, we Packed. did. We did find that cool bridge somewhere in California that was full of graffiti. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, people just go out anywhere they can, and they're like, "Boom, I'm gonna fucking write my name." Someone drew a high-heeled foot. Oh, did they? I loved it. I thought you hated feet. I do. But you like them if they're in high heels? No. What a perv. I like the the <laughs> stupid artwork. Oh. <laughs> oh, are you talking about the hobo symbols? Yeah. Yeah, that's a. I I consider that different. Like graffiti and tagging, I feel is different than actual hobo symbols which have like this their own lore and like you can decipher They're it called if hoboglyphics you're, yeah if you're a hoboglypher and you study yeah. the language a hoboglyphist <laughs> a hoboglologist <laughs> you can translate the hobo language Anyway, what are we talking I about? No. <laughs> we were talking about uh, tagging, tagging things. Yep. And door handles and hinges. Hinges. 
The only tiger that I've known uh, was a young 23-year-old Paulie Matthews. He uh, was a skate guy. He had a van. He had an old Dodge Caravan from like 1987. He would have liked it a lot. Crushed velvet on the inside. Duh. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he used to skate around and he would tag places up and he would tell me about the tag gangs and like certain kids would have a certain like we tag things up and then we put uh, the dumb shits were here on it. And they would like tag over his stuff and you get into tag wars where it's like, oh no, he just stepped on your tag. What are you going to do? Yeah, I used to do that in Grand Theft Auto 3, 4, 4. What if you treated tagging like you would Scrabble where you could just like add an <laughs> S and get all the credit Oh yeah, yeah, for the original tag, but yeah. you just added an S. That would be funny. We should just go around to the city and like just add S's to the end of all the. Oh <laughs> no! You even make it more scrabbly. So somebody okay. says like you write words like there's just one in Bloomfield that I see. Okay, called it's just it's terrible and it says human ashtray and I find it depressing whenever I see it. <laughs> it's at a very busy intersection and I see human ashtray all the time and I go, mm. who is this person? Do they feel bad for themselves? Like I feel bad for themselves. I want to make I'm them sh- feel better. Yeah, I'm sure they're but not a great human. What being. if I went up and just like drew a red tile that said triple word score yeah and like had an s <laughs> tile about to land in its place okay at the end of human ashtray ashtrays yeah oh that's what i'm saying i thought the, you were gonna make a no better it's word. pathetic this is all you have to do yeah to capitalize in scrabble or what if you're a good enough artist and you just you you know like they have their words spelled out and you do just like in scrabble like you go vertical instead of horizontal with the words and you just yes. add scrabble dots oh you how know has that- no one done this I bet they have. How has nobody turned all graffiti into Scrabble? <laughs> we should start that, and maybe uh, we'll be the next Banksy. Do you know who that is? Banksy, uh, he's a we guy. We need he's... to be the next anything. No, we need oh, to be, okay. the, be first the first something. We'll be the first yeah. Scrabbly. Yeah. Scrabbly boys go around the world. Just <laughs> Scrabbly <scrabble>. boys. <laughs> I like the Scrabbly boys. <laughs> I'm in. Do we need to go to art school or anything? How does this work? We started we off as a, series, a uh, group of books. young ragtag rock scrabblers. <laughs> nice. But we spell boy with an I. Scrabbly boys. That sounds French. <laughs> and there's a whole book series filled with our wholesome eff- uh, efforts at adventure. Yeah. Dude, I bet this could be a thing. This is how dumb shit on the internet starts. We're like, you know, you just do something retarded, artsy, and you, like, you go around the city and then it becomes... <laughs> how much dumb shit on the internet started right here? That's what I want. Uh, right, Eric with in us. the chat says, make it more scrabbly by climbing over rocks to do it. <laughs> we have to bring in the rocks first. Yeah. It'll, be a, it'll be like a whole uh, uh, art piece. It'll, it'll be... Um, what's, what's it called? What's... Ah, oh, damn it. There's like a term Exhibit? For- no, no. Um, X to the Z zibit? No, whenever people do art, but it's... Oh, God damn it. What's the term? Performance art. Performance art. Thank you, Alex. He's a guy that knows art. And I went on an art walk on Friday. Yeah, I did tarot. So I'm a man of the... <laughs> I had to wait for him to look at art. Cultured. A few days ago. In Nicaragua? Yeah. Yeah. Nicaragua art. It took forever. And then yeah. he's like, can I have 100 bucks? <laughs> Why? I don't know. like... Because like, he looked at it, he wanted you to give him money for looking at the art. No, I'm going to tease a thing that we'll get into in the second half. But Alex, wow, Alex, I I appreciate his chutzpah. Chutzpah. Oh yeah. boy, there's a butt in this sentence. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's big and juicy, it like goes Nicaraguans. way further than I expected to. 
So we're walking along. Are you retarded? The four of us, four people walking through Nicaragua yeah. on, on Nicaragua Street, right? And in we're just we're just walking along, and we're all enjoying walking on the street and going, okay, we're going to like get some food here. The goal is to get food. Sure. But on the way to get food, Alex says something that seems very innocent. He goes, hey, there's an art studio over there. Do you mind if we go in it? Okay, sure. What, maybe Nicaragua's got some crazy art? Maybe. But we'll find out what happened from that innocent little statement um, after the break. Oh, I see. I guess we're taking a break now? Yeah. All right. Do we have a promo clip from anything? Anybody? Uh, well, we did uh, the discomfort zone last week. Oh, we did? And so I feel like that's... Fuck. That's we are scheduled been... to do another discomfort zone tomorrow. I need to come over to your house to do it then. Sure. Are you sure? What all is COVID floating around? I mean, that's how COVID well, spreads. I mean, well, that's up to you. I mean... Uh, oh, if, I'm, I'm if, I, if I'm sick tomorrow, I'll, I like clearly sick. I'll let you know. But I mean, I saw Andrew putting his butt on my doorknob. Oh, earlier. I don't care about me. Yeah, like I'll fuck. Yeah, your then I don't ups. care. Okay, all right, cool. <laughs> I'm only there to protect you guys. You come here all you want. <laughs> Fair enough. Fucking I'm, sick idiots. Yeah. I'm, just I'm before before you guys meet each other. Just spray some Febreze in the air and put your nose right in it. If you can smell the disgusting smells of Febreze, then you're good to go. <laughs> that reminds me of uh, more of the COVID story. See, this is how I tell stories. Like Scrabble <laughs> tiles just thrown across the room. Then you just pick them up yeah. as you walk through. Yeah, one at a time, and then I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Q, I know how to use that. Triple word score. <laughs> uh, the, the, the HR lady was like, okay, I'm going to ask you this. You don't have to answer. Privilege and all that stuff. But are you vaccinated? And I said, yeah, of course. Shit doesn't work at all. And she was like, "Yeah, it's weird. We've we've had this. <laughs> yeah, like, everyone's vaccinated. And they're all yeah, getting it. Yeah, she she acted surprised. She was like, "Oh yeah, it's really weird. Like a lot of people are vaccinated." Again, I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, "Bitch, do you not listen to the news?" Well, probably not because it's different news. But I'm like, I'm a crazy fucking conspiracy guy on the internet. I know all about breakthroughs. Everybody's broken through. <laughs> the the vac like, where the fuck have you people been? The vaccine doesn't do shit. Maybe it kept me from dying in my sleep. I don't know, but it definitely didn't stop me from getting it and probably not from giving it to Andrew. <laughs> so, well, don't worry. As long as I don't believe it's real, yeah, I can't get be it. Fine. That's what you told me uh, when I told you I had a cold and shit. When you got back from Nicaragua, you were like, yeah, just don't be a pussy and don't let it affect you or something. If you pretend it doesn't affect you, <laughs> yeah. there is some level of it that will not affect you. Yeah. Like, when you lift heavy things, if you just pretend they're not heavy, that makes it less bad than if you mm. went, oh, my God, it's so heavy. Yeah, but I like yeah, to pretend. I pretend it's heavy, and then I go. <gasps> I was sick of hearing One. those noises when I was trying to move furniture. <laughs> I made a lot. Did you see my bruise? It's, <laughs> it might still be. I got so bruised. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do? Uh, can we have like a ten minute break? Yeah, I want to say that. And I got to. I was with my girlfriend stuff. all weekend, and I'm catching up on BMs. <laughs> Are you gonna eat too? Get that drop. Yeah, just get that drop. Come on! I just, uh, you know. Banana pudding. Banana pudding. Wait, what a break! God damn, we broke. We're breaking. Brackaboo! How's your BM, Brett? Good? Did you poop good? Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. That's what we like to hear. 
here on Poor Man's Show for the important news about pooping. So there we were walking up the street in Granada, and Alex innocently goes, Granada! There's an art studio or an art shop. Yeah. You guys going to go look at some art? Is it cool if I stop in there for a minute? And I think, sure. And Andrew Andrew screamed, fuck you, I hate art. No. I just went, yeah, Alex, carpe diem, do what you want. Carpe diem. (laughs) You know, go into the art store. And this was the smallest art store ever. It was the size of this studio. I mean, I feel like uh, Nicaragua doesn't have a... Well, I guess there's people that buy art. There's plenty of art. And poetry and humanities Mm -hmm. and all that shit. Most of the art is in the tiles. True. There was a whole book at this fancy hotel we stayed at that was all like Nicaraguan modern art. It was like 300 pages. Yeah. It was just Andy Warhol written in Spanish. <laughs> Andreas Warhalas. Yeah. There was like accents over the vowels. Yeah. Um, so we go into this little art thing and I'm in there for 98 seconds and I go, all right, seen it, got it, done. Gonna step outside. So I do. Okay. And eventually Larry joins me. And we're standing outside, and I'm thinking, well, how much longer can Alex possibly be in there? Another 42 seconds? (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. So we're standing out there on the sidewalk in the sun, just standing. Bacon. Waiting. And, man, I don't know what to do here, because you don't want to leave a man behind, but if the man is completely... Ignorant of other people around them, you kind of just got to leave them behind. Oh, okay. <laughs> right? Did you ever think that maybe you went back in the small art shop and for said, what? hey, Alex, what the fuck are you doing? We're leaving? I did go back in and I said, we're leaving. Okay. Well, there you go. So Larry and I left. Okay. <laughs> and I thought, surely we're going to get like 10 feet away and then he's going to just pop up behind us. Yeah. No, we walked the whole way down the street. Looked at a bunch of shit, came back up the street. He's still in there. Then he pops out, and I go, okay, he's done. He goes, nope. Can I have $100? What? <laughs> what a guy. 100, yeah. 100 colones or like American dollar? Dollars. Dollar like dues. American dollars. Yep. Why? Don't ask me. Yeah, no, I didn't. I just said, why? To, to purchase <laughs> art, of course. Wow. The thing, Why? the thing Andrew doesn't understand about art. I don't. Because he, well, he doesn't understand about, how would you call it, uh, fixed art, uh, in-place art, two-dimensional art. He's a man <laughs> whose art is in motion. Hmm. I like buildings. Whether he's getting business done or he is enjoying himself on the track, like to, to Andrew, the art is in how do you navigate through space and time. See, the mm, art okay. I appreciate, Alex, is fleeting. It's the perfect oh, execution yeah? of a turn. So you like, can only be experienced once and by one person. Like mandalas? I don't know what that means. Indian stuff. Uh-huh. So you execute a turn, it's perfect art. And it's fleeting and it goes away. Or maybe it's Buddhist. Is it Buddhist? And then you What's spend the rest of your life striving to execute that same perfect turn. And no one else got to experience it. It's only valuable to you. Ooh, you would like NFTs. Oh. <gasps> Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> because they're fleeting. <laughs> Only you can have it. And at some point, they're completely worthless. 
but for a moment, <laughs> a sweet, sweet moment while you have them in your hands. Oh, puke showing me a mandala. I love yeah. this shit. So this is. The, I saw like, this in uh in the Kevin Spacey show. So this is. Uh, I'm sorry, it wasn't Indian. Maybe Indians have it, but it's monks, Tibetan, Tibetan monks. Yeah, and they make these super intricate little colorful oh, sand things. And so it, it takes them forever. Very meticulous to and create. Then some guy and then some farts they, and it all yeah, goes away. They go all in unison. They 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 meditate and fart on the sand and it blows into the wind and it's a metaphor for life. Yeah, I like it. It's pretty cool art. Yeah, and it's art that is like you said, fleeting. So and Alex, then say I art more like fart. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. When Alex Just kidding. Was, they don't even speak English. Yeah, uh, that's true. In Nicaragua, didn't you buy some figurines? He got some art the first trip. I did. And yeah. uh, I got some art on the second trip, and all of it's uh, still in Nicaragua. Yep. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's Why? there with my trumpet and oh. my shoes oh, and what? my unwashed what? underwear. What? What? It's dirty, dirty what happened underwear. in Nicaragua? <laughs> I didn't have enough room in my bag. Oh. I only brought a backpack. Should have driven there. Should yeah, have bought they, a suitcase. Uh, they, I want to drive there so bad. The kind lady who I confirmed was not uh, La Pintura. Was uh, She wasn't the painting. I forget the word for painter, but pin, pin, I'm Pimp? not even going to try, Poot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to recall my Spanish that's so starting to fade away from me. But um, yeah, I bought like uh, three pieces. And the thing about stationary wall art is you got to stand and stare at it for a bit. And then if you are True. in tune with yourself, if you're in tune with the art piece, you start to feel things. And based on the things you feel, you decide which pieces you want and which pieces you don't. <laughs> so I picked three different pieces and she was like, I can take them off the frames for you because you're going to have a hard time putting them in your bag. Uh, and I was like, no, it, it'll cost me more than all of this art to reframe them if you take them off the frames. I need them on the frames. Hmm. Little did you know they were 100 bucks. It was a hundred bucks worth of art, but it's probably a hundred bucks for me to like have that canvas re-put onto frames here in the United States because people want to work for a living and make money. Um, so I said no to that. We'll just go to. I confirmed with our, our hostess that there is a uh, L de H L in Rivas, huh? aka DHL, aka people who uh, their entire business is going to places that are hard to get to and delivering things. So I went to the DHL, which in this case is a literally just like a, a hole in the wall. Like there's a wall of building and then all of a sudden there's a hole in it. And back in that hole, there are a couple of Nicaraguans sitting down. There's one standing up leaning against the wall. And then there's bars with two Nicaraguans behind it. And their main business is Western El Western Union, which is used to send money back and forth from Nicaragua to any place where there's actually money. That's the place um, that takes all DH, my money. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and, and the DHL things just, it's literally a sticker on the wall that says DHL. Uh, and then in Spanish, it says somebody who's more responsible than we are says, we're allowed to put this sticker on the wall and probably try to send your packages somewhere. Uh, and then I talked to them and confirmed they don't speak English. So this whole endeavor was going to be a lot more challenging um, but we were able to, through my broken Spanish uh, and Google Translate, confirm that I wanted them to package these artworks and send them somewhere else. Uh, and they said, okay, we have to find somebody who actually knows what the fuck is going on here. Uh, give us five minutes. 
15 minutes later, some guy comes out and he says, no, we can't do this for you. Uh, Customs is just going to fuck us on it and we're not interested in messing with it. That being said, $100 with art, there's definitely like, there's definitely rules around sending art across uh, international lines, but $100 with art, I can't imagine that's like illegal uh, in any way. It's just these people in the middle of fucking nowhere in Nicaragua didn't have the cojones as we would say in Spanish, to try to sort it out. Wow. A lot more yeah. happened in Nicaragua than just getting art. <laughs> yeah. The whole adventure. The same day I go to the DHL and get turned around, uh, Andrew's going to the dentist. I had more time to kill. Uh, and so I walked around and discovered like uh, every market in like the James Bond movie or, or similar uh, world-traveling <laughs> A films. A bizarre. Where, like, there's all the... Yeah, the people and they got the little makeshift tents and they're it. yelling things and they're like stepping your face and waving bananas. Mister, Mister, you buy now. Very nice. That was way more yes. English than any of them spoke. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found one of those that none of us knew except for Alba, and she just uh, declined to tell us because she hates that place because <laughs> it's annoying when you live there. Uh, I found this thing downtown and I'm walking around there and it was like, yeah, it was great. Um, we yeah, so I went and walked around there, and then got uh, hit on by a bunch of little Nika girls trying to get me to to call prostitutes buy, buy their well, they wanted me <laughs> to buy their belts and their shoes, and then have children with them and bring them to the United States. They called Not me the pussy Santa. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was a real moment where uh, I personally got to experience what so many women in today's age experience the the cat calls as you walk down the street. Yeah, that's frustrating a, and annoying I, it is. I've never thought about that before, but you guys have never been to a, an authentic bazaar, have you? No. Nope. Until now, I guess. But yeah, that's one of the things I that's experienced. That's Nicaraguan puke Andrew's holding up. Yeah, for what? anybody who's not <laughs> on the live stream, you're missing out. Who's that Nazi? I found a hundred-year-old Nicaraguan puke. Is that because he's wearing glasses? That's just why he looks like me? No, no that guy looks exactly like you. It, absolutely what? you. The look on his face, the exact like curvature of his hairline. That's like this is the happiest moment Puke ever had in his life, <laughs> yeah. captured in a black and white photo. Have it, have it as the uh, artwork for the episode. Uh, yeah, we can try that. The problem though is uh, Andrew. Andrew has a fucking potato for a camera on his phone. I don't know what happened to your goddamn phone. <laughs> I All dropped my phone and, sh- and the lens cracked. Oh, that's a bummer. Oh. Yeah, bazaars are, they're fascinating. I, I mean, I, I went to quite a few of them, you know, went overseas. They were obviously sanctioned on like military bases and stuff. But yeah, those, those that's just what they're like. They're just a dude with a rug and he just yells at you and he tries to like fucking browbeat you until you buy some of his cheap shit. Yeah, I overpaid for a belt. That was the biggest mistake I made in the entire trip. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh my god! Fucking you, you twenty. Pay like, paid four I, times. I paid what he twenty dollars for, for the belt. No, I paid about ten times what I should have paid for the belt. Did it turn out that? Uh, damn it! Ah, um, uh, oh boy, here we go. COVID <laughs> brain. Did it turn out that uh, the um, fuck? What's that country outside of Iraq? <laughs> Iran. Every other country. No, no, the one with the oil that we love. Saudi Arabia. No, Saudi Arabia. No, 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 not Saudi Arabia. It's it's real small. It's got the oil Sri and like Lanka. we fought it. We Nantucket. Fought it the, we fought it in the war. Kuwait. Kuwait. Yeah, the Kuwaiti dinar. I was going to make a joke because you fucked up and you're like, oh, it's only 300 Kuwaiti dinars. No, I don't fuck up the exchange rate. The exchange rate. Yeah, I got a thousand dollar jacket. 
<laughs> I was hoping you were going to say you have a thousand dollar belt now. <laughs> no, it's twenty bucks. And it's not because I fucked 20 up the exchange bucks, you're rate. Like, $20? What the fuck? Like, is that an expensive 20 bucks? Fuck yeah. What? It's a $2 belt. Where do you buy belts? At a bazaar for $2. Uh, they're 20 bucks at Walmart. I know. Oh, so you were hoping to get a deal, but then you didn't yes. get a deal. But now it's in Nicaragua, so you had to uh, ship we, it through DHL. We walked DHL. in and out of these stores, like actual brick and mortar stores. I'm like, wow, look at all these wonderful, nice shirts that I would wear. $5 for like a nice button-down shirt. And lucky you, they Fucking fit. Brooks Brothers. What? Fucking... You went to a Brooks Brothers Brooks, in Nicaragua? Brooks Hermanos. <laughs> you could Hermanos get a, Brooks. Eh? Yeah, you could get a $5 shirt. <laughs> uh, I feel like they wouldn't have my size. Uh, you're probably right. <laughs> no, they definitely do. Have you... You've never been to Nicaragua. Well, you've been to Nicaragua once. They're definitely <laughs> fat. Yeah, idiots. <laughs> okay, you're both They're idiots. They're all fat. Um, they're fat, True, but they're, they're not. Fat, but they're not large. long. They don't have long, gangly ape arms. Larry like was yeah, the largest person long. in the country. <laughs> oh yeah, my God! If only I'd gone there with you guys, Larry and I could have taken over. <laughs> Just been like, oh my God, tall man, tall gringo. <laughs> so we first get there, Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving is an American thing, right? That is that is correct. However, we get to the house in Nicaragua. And Alex, please describe what we walked into. It was uh, the loudest Thanksgiving that probably ever existed. Turkey hammer. <laughs> <laughs> there, there was a whole. So there's a whole spread, and Alba has enough experience with American culture, thanks to uh, L. Warren, to know what Thanksgiving is and know what food you're supposed to make for it. Warren is my dad. dad. Al Alba is his wife. Yes. Um, yeah, and so she had all set up, and she invited a bunch of people. And because Nicaraguans are uh, by nature loud, it was like lots of talking <laughs> at talking at levels that didn't need to be happening. Um, there were two turkeys, three turkeys, special, three turkeys. I only saw two of them. Three turkeys, uh, stuffing, mixed roasted vegetables, apple pie, homemade. It was the most traditional Thanksgiving pie. I've ever witnessed. <laughs> throughout really? my they entire life on the plate except for all they the put food on the plate for andrew and put it in front of him the yeah. only problem though was all these people there that weren't white and you're yeah. like what the fuck's happening <laughs> and it was like what 90 degrees probably everybody's sweating their ass off no, Everybody it was, was fine t-shirt it was delightful oh what's the weather like in uh november agua 76 every night wow. 86 every day wow well, that's not bad no nope. humid no rainy no yeah it sounds better than when it we went there in august phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. We went there in May. I froze my balls off because I had COVID. But no, I, I this was the largest Thanksgiving spread I ever experienced. Wait, my we entire, went there in May? We we went there in May. Fuck. When did we... Oh, we went to like n the north northwest in, in August. August of 2020. Yeah. Yes. Uh, COVID. <laughs> I got COVID. I don't know. Um, I don't know Kuwait. I don't know Dinars. I don't know when the fuck I've ever traveled. <laughs> so, Turns out Puke had COVID from birth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they should have killed me. So, um, but yeah, every, every Thanksgiving I ever experienced was either my mom doing Thanksgiving at the house with the help of my grandmothers, none of whom can cook. And it was always <laughs> kind of a disappointment. They I didn't have went, somebody cook for you? I'll eat a pound of mashed potatoes and go to bed. Like I was afraid of, I was afraid of stuffing. Oh God! I was afraid of gravy. I, I wouldn't eat gravy time. growing up. And then as I got older, we would have Thanksgiving at my dad's mother's house, and she would just go to Boston Market and get the Thanksgiving meal <laughs> from Boston Market. Oh. But it was still delightful because you would watch 
uh, James Bond on TV, yeah. and you would get sleepy from the Boston market. You know, for years, yes. I was afraid of stuffing. Yes, because Andrea made it, and I didn't know what it was. Really? You couldn't tell? And it seemed to be a little sweet, but it was... Oh, okay. If that's okay, like, she fucked that up. I don't know. It was so scrambled. Did she put cranberries in it No, or something? No, I, I just think it was like, I know what bread is, sure. but why does it look like this? Because <laughs> it's And what with- else is hiding in here? See, I did stuff, not trust it. Like the if, like I don't care about anything at Thanksgiving but stuffing. I, I love I've, butt I've, stuffing. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you get COVID. Yeah. Butt stuffing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like you should love stuffing. I do because it's just salty bread. I know now. Yeah. Wow. What a childhood. So this is the most traditional Thanksgiving I ever had. There was there was a fucking turkey cake. There was a pie. What? I went. Turkey. What is that? And they went. That's an apple pie. Dumb shit. Feliz go, Turkey Dodd. I never saw an apple pie before. I've never seen an apple pie before. <laughs> you know, for years, I was afraid of apple pie. I don't pie. think I've ever seen one. I certainly didn't you, partake. You've seen a goddamn apple I pie. I don't think I've seen an apple pie knowingly. Have you had apple pie with uh, no. cheddar cheese on top? No. Oh, it's, it's actually pretty good. No, it wouldn't be. It, it was. I won't have apple I pie. I tried it. I was told I had to try it. I was in California. I was driving around. But I sat there saw at a table. Saw a bunch of Dodsons had a pie. With a bunch of brown people yeah. of all ages. <laughs> And dogs running around with fucking Christmas dressing on them. Oh, the dogs. Yeah, I forgot about the dogs. This was ridiculous. The whole thing was ridiculous, and I (laughs) thought it was wonderful. And I I felt some duty to, like, create income for all these people. Oh, God. What does that mean? (laughs) I'm down there, and all I see is opportunity. Okay. We all went, and we looked at a a fucking condo complex slash hotel, and I'm like, yeah, I could buy this, and this person could work here, and they could make a good income, and they could manage all this, and think about, like, the fucking community we could build with this place, and all the income we could generate for people who don't have a job. Assuming there's tourism, I guess. Yeah, and there is. It's fine. Oh, is there? Like, I'm just thinking this is a way to do it. Because, like, three weeks ago, you were on the show talking about how there were some crazy elections and coups and and, uh, civil war. uh, Luckily, that worked out great. The dictator's still in place and everything's fine. (laughs) Um, Hal Hitler. Dictators in South and Central America are good for the white man. uh, Not this one. Oh. But. Yeah, look at that guy down in uh, San Salvador. El Salvador. He is good for stability of the country. Let's put it that way. That's good for the white man. The white man likes stability. He's very anti-American. He is pro-white man. If you're a Russian white man, you're a Jew. I don't. I don't know if that's good. (laughs) Yeah, that's never good in any part of the world. they're, They're more friends with like Venezuela and Cuba. Yeah, you got and Russia. What if you just say you're Canadian? How do, how do they feel? A lot about of Canadians? Canadians moving down there. A lot of Canadians fleeing Canada mm. and relocating to Nicaragua. Oh, I'm sure. Out. I well, being in the crypto space, all I hear is people talking about moving to places outside of the U.S. and Canada. But then Canada also has the COVID crazies, and so yeah, people. I'm sure Canadians would get out of there. I don't know. But, Anytime I was traveling in Europe and shit, I told people I was Canadian. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm down there, and all I see is opportunity. Like yeah. Buy this property, make right. this money. Fucking buy that property. Buy that Jesus create a statue. Business, open up a fucking restaurant. Open up a this. Open up a that. Do all this stuff. Like, I I think I'm pretty sure I'm gonna go down there. So papillas. And I'm gonna buy a food truck and just so, explore the country. So papillas. I'm gonna okay. So I'm gonna get a food truck. Yeah. And I'm gonna drive around and explore the country and sell my food from the food truck. And Can- I'm gonna call it 
Marco Polo. <laughs> Can you imagine you in a food tr- a food truck? You selling food to humans? You didn't I, get the joke. Marco Polo? Marco Polo got, was an explorer. I, I got that part. But I, I was going to explore the yeah, country I, and sell food. <laughs> I got the joke. I'm just, I'm shocked that you. We don't need to explore that any further. Is it just a, oh, is it just a joke? Yes. You don't, you're not serious about making food no. and selling food? I just wanted not, to say Marco Polo. You went to South America and now you're a chef. It's Central America, you dumb, uncultured fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Every, I told this to all the Nicaraguans. I go, nobody knows where your country is. Every gringo just goes, yeah, it's mm. fucking in Africa or South <laughs> yes, America. Because they don't fucking I'm, know. They don't know Central I, America exists. Yeah, because I've told people uh, getting back that I was North in Nicaragua like three times. I've gotten, yeah, I've always wanted to go to South America. Right. Yeah. It's unbelievable how. I don't uh, say anything. I just don't say anything because they're never going to be there. They're yeah, never going to understand. Puke didn't even know Minnesota was a state. If it's uh, yeah, if South of Minnesota, it's South America. <laughs> Alabama's in South America. <laughs> Andrew is actually further along with his food truck concept than you might think, though. Even if he's oh, really? doubtful of himself. Yeah. So he's got the name, Marco Pollo. It's great. It's plan words. Marco Pollo. Uh, but he also has learned how to slaughter chickens in Nicaragua. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? I want to know. I want to so, know more. You drive around down there, and it's something to behold just driving because you're dealing with tractor trailers, first of all. Tractor trailers that may or may not have lights on them. Um, Tell yeah, the, when we they were there, either have no lights or they have every light. Yeah, when we were there in August and or May, <laughs> you almost ran into a fucking car that didn't have any lights on. It was delightful. Yep. Um, but you're driving with those. You're driving with these fucking plantain trucks, which are these little micro trucks that are overstuffed with plantains, and on top of the plantains are just <laughs> men sitting. <laughs> sure. Just men yeah. sitting on top of the plantains. Beyond that, you have your regular cars. And the regular cars consist of like rugged trucks, uh-huh. like old Toyota Hiluxes. Hiluxes, yeah, those are popular. Or the tiniest little shit boxes. Some sort of a like Toyota Echoes. Yeah. Oh, and then Echo. beyond that, you get into these fucking like three wheeled tuck tuck things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which are like one wheel in the front, two wheels in the back. Yeah. Somehow they have four seats. They don't move at any speed faster than a person walking, yeah. uh, but they drive around. Then you They're have, being passed by the donkey pulling a cart. They have all kinds of motorcycles. You have oxes and ox carts. Yeah. You have horse-drawn carriages. You have bicyclists that somehow pass the motorcyclists. Like there's every vehicle in the world. And I have to say, I drive around down there and I have a pretty good handle on things. So I'm driving around, and you're dodging fucking people. And, like, horses don't understand traffic all that well. Yeah. Right? So you got to dodge them, too. And oxes and all that. You got stray dogs running around, stray mm-hmm. cats, stray all this children. shit. <laughs> and uh, we're driving on this island, and I'm just driving along. All of a sudden, I just see, like, a black splotch. And then I, I, I drive, and I assume I hit it. But I don't feel like I ran over a dog. I thought it was a dog. Okay. But I don't feel like a thump or anything. No. But I hear a... <laughs> oh, no. I look back, and then this this big chicken carcass just... Aww. On the road. You killed somebody's Marco Pollo. <laughs> right. <laughs> we will call him Marco. So what, what was I, Alex? El Pollo Assassino. <laughs> you're basically... assassin. Yeah, you're now uh, Amish. Yeah, you, you didn't kick the chicken. You just ran it the fuck over. 
There uh-huh. are Amish uh, down in Nicaragua. We've, we've been informed as well. Yeah, we did. What? See, yeah. What? It's unreal. Interesting. So did you have to reimburse the family for their chicken? Uh, or do you think it was driving. wild? You just and then we came back and the, the, the vultures were already at it. Oh, yeah. When we drove back That's by good. it. That's good. Marco Polio has the best eats. <laughs> Crows. Man, Brett, I saw the biggest flock Eric of says the biggest left murder. left a polio mark. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the biggest murder of crows recently. Moving on. Where? In a field. They were just there was hundreds of them in a field. Did I, you say anything? No, I said I'm going to keep driving because I don't want to attract attention from this murder of crows. Gabrielle and I talked to a squirrel today in Highland Park <laughs> for like ten minutes. That's a sentence that comes out of a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> The squirrel was reading tarot. When Puke saw the crows, he said, this is a real bad crowman. <laughs> wow. So, Did, uh, mm-hmm. I had a delightful Thanksgiving, though. That was the best Thanksgiving I ever had. And then we proceeded to eat turkey for breakfast for a couple days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that that is how it goes. There's just too much turkey. But here's the thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my fucking God. The turkey carcass is still in my refrigerator gross <laughs> i haven't eaten any turkey this year i did not make soup yeah you were talking about using the neck or something for soup now alex you're a man who eats old meat <laughs> yep here we have <laughs> he does here we have and i'll a, offer it to you a bird that was cooked 10 days ago mm-hmm what would you do? Well, at first, it's uh, the the rule is always this: Does it look slimy? Does it look moldy? It looks does slimy it the minute you cooked it. So, does it look slimier than usual? Does it look moldier than usual? Does it smell more than usual? If the answer is no across the board, you can go in. Now, in this case, <laughs> there, you have you a perfect solution. In. I was just telling somebody this the other day: French onion soup. Is a is a utilitarian dish. It's a dish forged out of necessity. We are all hungry. We are all two days away from starving. We have moldy onions. We have old bread, and we have some cheese that we can also just rip the mold off of. What do we do to make this uh, something a little special? To pretend that we're not just eating old spoiled food, we put the onions in a pot and we boil them for a long time. Then we put the bread on top, and then we put the cheese on top of that. And we melt it. Good to go old food made anew turkey carcass 10 days old again do your basic checks is it moldy okay don't eat it is it slimier than usual don't eat it does it smell more than usual because turkeys usually smell don't eat it if you're not there on any of those counts you break it down you stick it in a pot you fill it with water some salt you can go very fancy from there sounds to me like the consensus is don't eat it (laughs) give it to the squirrels you can give to the squirrels uh, and in exchange for tarot readings, or you can make a uh, broth slash soup out of it. Goodness, those fucking squirrels. <laughs> yeah. They'll be happy f- for it. Hmm? I wonder if I can feed squirrels on the show somehow. Muerto polio. <laughs> Sorry, just saw that. <laughs> uh, All right, get rid of that meat. <clears throat> Wow, what a view of Brett's... Uh, what are those things called, those Japanese... Christmas uh, lights. 
room separated <laughs> things. Shoji panels covered, Shoji panels. adorned with Mexican um, candy skulls. Muerto. Uh, God, this is not a, this is not a good squirrel feeding cam. I got to put it outside. Sorry. I <laughs> so I have to say I'm uh, I'm trying to learn uh, Spanish. Oh yeah. And yes. What? Yes. I'm in. What are you doing? <sighs> so I. Well, when in Nicaragua, He's playing Uno. I went, I'm just going to listen to talk radio and I'll just fucking absorb it. Oh, sure. That's how it works. No, I was listening to talk radio <laughs> and I'm like, like Alex is taking a long time somewhere because that's what he does. Yeah. And I'm listening to talk radio. Buying art. And I'm, I'm going, I'm understanding this. I get this. I understand the context. Really? So I know okay. what they're trying to convey. And now I'm piecing the words and sentences and phrases together. And I can understand this quite well. And I'm like, okay, just, so do I Google here Nicaraguan talk radio or some <laughs> other language service? Well, here's the problem. I was trying to do that on site down in Nicaragua, but as soon as you drive more than two minutes, the talk radio goes away, and most of where you're driving, there's no radio. Uh, so I couldn't continue it. Just stream it on Spotify. So I bought Babbel, which is a language learning thing. Okay. And I started that yesterday. And you I didn't went, get Duolingo? That's a Pittsburgh company. Yeah, but I don't like them because they're too woke. Oh, fuck them then. So I got Babbel. And uh, shit's fucking hard, or I don't know how to learn things. Yeah, you're old. And that's uh, learning a language when I've you're old. I've done nothing but learn for the past four years. Yeah, but not language. Right. That's different. Yeah. You yeah. connect with family, friends. <laughs> so it's fucking hard. Um... And I don't know that's the way to do it. So I was talking to a mutual friend of ours who has learned many languages Didn't and, you s- and, and, and ensconced himself in retreats where they only speak the language oh. he's trying to learn. Didn't he's you like, say your dad like knew no Spanish for years as well? He moved there knowing zero Spanish yeah. and learned Spanish. Oh, he did learn. Okay. I thought you said he didn't learn ever. No, he really. learned. Okay. I learned it too. I forgot it all. <laughs> yeah. But I think I just need to be there to learn it. Like, I don't think I can learn it from an app. I don't think I can learn it from a, a language class or a, like, I don't think this is very helpful. Just start watching uh, Mexican soap opera. I'm going to download some Mex- some uh, <clears throat> Spanish language podcasts. Yeah. Whew. That sounds boring. No, I think <laughs> it'll be a good way to teach me Spanish. Probably. But I'm going to try. Um, How did you hear about Babel, Andrew? Dr. Drew. No, I was. It's. I'm filling out the survey. Oh, what? I thought you were asking survey. me a question. <laughs> Stop asking me questions and show me the price. I don't know what the price was. But I just paid it. Whatever it was, it was. I think it's like twenty, ten dollars, twenty dollars a month. Um. So we need a Spanish version of that disco music. <laughs> Oh, my God. I forgot about something in the show notes. Okay. Hmm. So uh, at one point, we we take the ferry boat to the island. There's an island that's in a big lake. It's made up of two volcanoes. Puke was there. I've been there. It's called Island Ometepe. Yes. In Lake Nicaragua. So we go there. How windy was it this time? It was fine. I Wasn't that windy? It seemed I, fine. Well, when we took that bo- The ferry's boat, a little windy. Was, yeah, the ferry was super windy. Yeah. So... We get there and we rented a car. Oh. And the car we rented this time was a Toyota Land Cruiser Prado, probably about 15 years old, and um, a good deal of beat. Like it beat up. <laughs> a lot right? of chickens that car ran yeah, over. Yeah. But we get this and I get in and it's a stick. And I go, 
Uh-oh. Oh, my God. What do I do now? What an amazing place. <laughs> I cannot believe a world still exists where they just assume that because I'm a man, I know how to drive a stick. I feel so good. All the women there probably drive sticks, too. That's true. Maybe they assumed you're a woman. But how would you have done? I'm terrible. How would Alex have done? I would have gotten in that car and gone, no! What do I do? Right. You would have been stranded. Yeah. I would have just had to walk. I like that this still exists on the planet. <laughs> Where it's not a question, can you drive a stick? It's like, no, you're a fucking human being. Yeah, who everyone's has to get around. so poor, they have to of course you can change gears manually, like some sort of pleb. I'm an American. I'm so rich. I don't need to think about changing gears or turning on my windshield wipers. Right. So <laughs> we we agreed to a price with this man of $40 to rent his vehicle for the day. Okay. And it was great. I Did have you to get say, him on like Toro or something? No. Uh, Nicaraguan Toro? Yeah. Anyway, um, it, it seemed fucking fantastic. Like for the price, the vehicle was perfect. Like because you didn't have to hesitate to like beat it up. Because it was already pretty beat up. Oh, it's like your old your, your CRV. Yeah, but it was actually tough, ah. and it could handle this shit. Yeah, and uh, so we drove all over. We drove the shit out of it, and at the end, I um, put gas in it, put it back to the level that it was, and the man comes to pick his vehicle up. Okay, and I, I'm reluctant to tell the story, Alex. I want you to tell it. Oh. Because some shit happened. Go straight I, to the end. I was ready to be violent. Let's put it that oh. way. I went to the end. I was ready to be violent. That's the end. But Alex, fill Andrew in the was, middle. Andrew was ready to get kicked out of the country. Um, well, the, fir- the first, I guess, detail. We go to the same port that Puke went uh, to get our tickets for the ferry. We're going to bring the car this time so we don't have to mess with the driver and his van and his slow driving. And we're talking to uh, our friend Gustavo, or maybe our friend Gustavo. He might be our backstabber, Gustavo. And he's like, oh, no, 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 my friends. Uh, you can rent a car and just have it ready for you over on the island. You just pay me $40 and I'll make it all happen. So mm. we pay him the $40 and we trust him to make it all happen. And when we get there, then uh, this guy who is supposed to be our guy uh, says, oh, no, it's more, 40 more dollars. No, 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 no. The, first- the deal was $40 on the mainland, $40 on the island. Oh, was that your understanding of it? Yeah. I wasn't clear on that. It was 80 bucks okay. total, 40 now, 40 when you get the car. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we do the handoff and everything seems fine. Like he tells us where to go get coffee in town. And he um, actually he stands on the running board holding onto the yep. side of the car as we drive to the coffee shop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And then once we get to the coffee shop, I snap a photo of the car mainly to insult Puke. And I share it with Puke and Brett. Saying, mm-hmm. oh, because they realized I was a man, they didn't ask me if I could drive a stick. <laughs> okay. Why this, is that an, this, was that an insult to? It's an insult to puke. And apparently, he doesn't know how to drive a stick. Correct. Yeah, not really. Um, and this, this is a, a very simple little thing. I took a photo and sent it to you guys that morning. This is an important fact. Continue, Alex. Yeah, so we we get our uh, our little coffees. They give the coffee to go to us because we wanted to leave. Uh, they put it in a bag. They put the coffee in a plastic bag, which to, completely defeated me and my ability. To a little sandwich understand. bag. <laughs> just they a didn't sandwich have, bag of coffee. They didn't have cups? We had a cup separate from the bag of coffee. Like liquid coffee. Yes, liquid coffee in a bag <laughs> and a cup next to it. 
weird. Yeah, it was, okay. it was pretty nuts. The, the Nicaraguan woman, like as I'm like trying to undo the bag and pour it out, she's like, no, no, no. She ties the bag back up and she rips a little piece off the corner and pours it in very, very nicely. Um, but yeah, I didn't even notice Andrew taking a picture. We're just we're getting coffee, parked on the side of the road. The sun's rising. It's all great. We drive around the island. Uh, we do all the island things except climb the mountain because that's a big ordeal. And Andrew hates hikes. Um, I don't we hate kill hikes. chickens. We buy authentic uh, polo hats for ten dollars. I don't polo. Uh, we we swim in the. Uh, <laughs> I kill the chicken. Alex wears it as a hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, authentico. Um, we swim in the the Ojo de Agua. Like it's it's a good day. We get back to the port ahead of time because we realized we couldn't get to the top floor like we did originally we're catching the last the ferry out for the weekend so anybody who yep. misses this ferry is stuck oh. there overnight you're swimming yep. and it's probably oversold uh and there was in fact a stand a literal stampede of people just move your body amazing. and smash it into people <laughs> to get up the stairs to get on the ferry um huh. but before then we get there early so we can get on the ferry and try to get good seats try to get seats at all we didn't have them the first time and then uh our ostensive friend from the morning who I later find out from Alba said his name was like, she didn't give him his name. She just said his name was like matches or some nickname like that. Now he comes up in a mask. And so we're all sitting at this little bar next to the port. And we're like, is that the, is that the dude? And there's some man kind of talking to us. Yeah. But he's got a mask on. He's got a hat on. We didn't have his phone. The guy's Wait, phone number. A mask like the mask that people wear these days, yes. or like yeah, a yeah. luchador. Oh, here's here's <laughs> an interesting thing. So this country has no mandates, none, zero mandates. Yet it's heavily masked. Like you drive around, people are driving on a motorcycle at night with no headlights, with a mask on. <laughs> Safety first. The whole country has voluntarily masked, but there's no mandates, and they would not stand for a mandate. Poor people love masks. You can see it around here. Yeah, well, uh, here is a good illustrative example of why some poor people do like masks. So he didn't. He wasn't wearing one in the morning when he met us. When he took us to the coffee shop. When he talked to us. He when he served. shook my hand. Yep. The uh, just no mask. Here he is. Matches uh, hanging out, giving us his his car for the day. Uh, so at first we're, we're confused as to whether this is our guy, and we're kind of like, oh, we'll make him walk in here and confirm that he is. And he does that. And then uh, we're like, okay, let's go check out the car. Um, Andrew starts going. I start going. Cause I just, we're here for the culture, not to sit in a bar. Um, and I don't remember exactly what happened, but I think the next thing was Andrew's like, he's saying we owe him 200 more Cordoba for the gas. Okay. Like, Even okay. though you filled it up. Yeah. Well, well it, we got it at three quarters. Andrew, uh, the way the gas stations work there, it's all done with an attendant uh, because they don't fucking trust each other there. And if they just let it open, people would run off with free gas. Yeah. Uh, so he, you just have to pay the attendant just an amount of money, and then they put that in. So uh, I guess it was right. I didn't see a gas cage. Andrew drove the whole time. Um, okay, whatever. And then he's walking us around the car, and he just points to one of the many dents. There's a whole like piece of trim on the side panel gone. There's a bunch of dents, some rust. He points to one of the dents and he says, this is new. Uh-oh. From and the chicken? With the chicken feathers stuck to it? There were not chicken feathers <laughs> stuck to it. It was on the quarter panel above the wheel well, so well, well above any chicken potential. Yeah. Um, I don't even know how you would hit this particular spot the way it was. It was like in between some pieces of trim. 
Um, but he points to his dent, and as far as anyone can recall, Andrew didn't hit anything. He generally doesn't hit things. Um, when he does, it's curbs in the night. Uh, <laughs> he hit a wall that. of a parking garage in my car. Yeah, okay. So oh, Andrew has okay. been known to hit things, but other than the chicken that's now dead and being eaten by vultures, nobody. Uh, we never hit anything that was uh, worth noting. Yeah. So then now it's starting to like his little kids pointing out the dent too. And he's trying to get his kid to make us feel better. He's like, uh, don't worry. It's normal. Just pay me 50 bucks and it's all good. And we're like, this is what, this is where we went from, Hey, we're, we're tourists and everybody wants our money to like, now this is actively a scam in progress. Yeah. Now you're getting grifted. Yeah. Like almost guaranteed. We didn't hit anything that would have caused this dent. And we're also getting beyond my simple Spanish skills. Like the idea of trying to argue with some guy trying to scam you over Google Translate doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> and he's arguing so with I'm Alba just, too, which is making me really pissed. Well, so that was a that was after like once he started scamming us overtly. I'm like, all right, let's just go back to the table, and Alba can maybe should give us a little more clarity. At least we'll know specifically how he's trying to insult us and get us to to get money. Uh, out of our pockets and hand it over to them. So we go back to the bar and then he starts, he starts yelling. Andrew's like, how do you say fuck off in Spanish? <laughs> um, and I'm standing, I stand up in the bar and I'm yelling at him. I'm like, fuck yep. off. I'm like, yep. just fuck off. You're done. No more. Like I, that's it. No at point one point no. he's like, okay, just 30, $30. And that's when it's like, okay, dude, it's obviously this is just a scam. And then and I went, felt like a scam. Wait a minute. I, was making fun of puke this morning. <laughs> you took the and photo. I took a picture. Okay, he was with us until the location where the car was, where I took the picture. Surely phones timestamp photos. If they don't, I sent a message at eight thirty six in the morning of the front of this car yeah. with a little dent right behind the passenger side headlight. Yeah. Okay. Right there he in the bumper. He was standing on the running board. And in fact, he tried to help guide me into this parking spot. Like I needed fucking help. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so you had evidence. Then he said he tried to claim that I doctored the photo. Oh yeah. You did Photoshop while you're driving around Obatepe. At that point, <laughs> I look at the little beachy area with the lake and I just think, man, magnets are like, fucking tackle a Nicaraguan like they're all small like I'm huge here <laughs> like the way Larry looks to me yeah this is the way I look to all of them yeah. and uh I just thought okay if I'm gonna have to like wrestle somebody or like take a punch or whatever I want to do it in the water and I want to knock them down in the water because that seems more dramatic and that's what I was thinking but the funny thing is so you're like come with me to the beach here's what bothered me the most this guy okay. has enough gall to be like yelling at Alba I was on the playa Sorry. <laughs> he has enough gall to be yelling at, at Alba in front of three of us. All of us are bigger than him. And then we have Larry. Larry. Yeah. You're, I'm, I'm looking you're, up. You're gesturing a large, um, large man. And Larry just goes, just pay him what he wants. Just pay him what he wants. And I go, what are you fucking insane? <laughs> what? Larry did that? Yes. Yeah, you don't want no So I like Larry, country. and I have nothing but good things to say about Larry, but this is where I am angry at Larry. Mm. Like, Larry, you can get whatever you want here. You can stop everybody from scamming you by simply standing up. <laughs> yeah. Right. And Larry's you the one saying, that. pay him what he wants. My friend here will use your son as a club to beat you with. Yes. <laughs> um, eventually, the guy goes away, but 
I'm, I'm disappointed in Larry for that. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't there because I would have been on Larry's side. Yeah. Oh, you like, probably would have given him your entire wallet. <laughs> Take all of my Cordobas. In Larry's defense, I think it being his first time there um, and all of our second times and probably never having had somebody overtly try to just straight up scam you like that other than homeless people. Um, it is a, it is a bit intense because I was trying to do the after action logical thing as I do. And it's like, okay, what's, what's the real danger? This person probably not going to attack us because if he was the guy who was going to get violent, he wouldn't be letting us his car all day. He's an opportunistic scammer. He's not somebody who creates their own opportunities by enacting violence on people. So yeah, I was waiting to get punched. I, I, I was like, uh, I was at the point where I wanted to get punched <laughs> for the show. Just to let it go down. Yeah. Because I was but, looking at that water and I'm going, if I get punched, I'm going to put him down in the water. Were you guys next to the water? Case. Yeah. Oh, okay. We were like 15 feet away from the water. I see. Um, but then it's like, okay, if this guy's not a threat, then it's the people he knows. And the only people he knows that we would care he doesn't about know any are people. <laughs> gangsters or cops. <sighs> he doesn't know any people. Yeah, and so I, I agree with Andrew after talking it out. Like, this isn't an area where the local uh, cartels are really going to operate. There's not enough going on. Um, and, like, the, the, cops, the, guy with the only thing that the cops would do, yeah, the, the only thing the cops would do is, like, if they want to side with the local because fuck the gringos trying to fuck the local guy. Um, but then if he's just a regular old shithead, like, the cops don't care about him either. I have a photo with a timestamp. Yeah. He, he pr- yeah. this is probably like uh, you know it's a touristy area and we have so a I'm local sure he, yeah so in, in larry's defense i get it's a little bit higher stakes because it, it is uh, there it is a dictator in a country uh with police who will do things that um i'm sure have happened in the united states but are more regular and a bit more accepted over there and so like yeah you don't want to be in a contentious situation where you don't speak the language where the prisons are going to be shitty um and with uh yeah so i don't I get that this is why I, I think wanna... andrew's principled stance did win the day this is why this i want to learn spanish so i can say fuck off in spanish and i can argue in mm. spanish <laughs> that's the only reason because like you can oh, defend yourself in court in spanish yeah mm-hmm. well the only way to get through to this guy would would have been to like stand up puff your fucking chest out and yell something mean in spanish hmm That'd be the only way to get through. Because like me standing up and yelling fuck off didn't do anything. Yeah. Because he didn't know what fuck off meant. But this is the thing. <laughs> I don't there's, know. I bet if you said fuck off. There's two reasons Probably I want to learn Spanish. One, so I can deal with situations like that. And okay. two, so I don't make the mistakes that I watched Alex make last trip mm? and Larry make on this trip. Uh-oh. So Alex, the mistake you made on last trip that we all laughed at and it was very fun. Do you recall what this was? Nope. When you ordered a drink. Oh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I do recall this. Okay, so explain that real quick, and I want to get into Larry's thing. Yeah, so Andrew orders doubles, uh, Jack Beam double. No, neat. tequila. Diet Coke on the side. When in Nicaragua, Jack and Beam is like the most expensive drink, and that's the whole point is to drink the cheapest drink. So he switches over to tequila, but the double stays the same. It's, he still needs alcohol in his veins. So he <laughs> figures out the word for shot, trago, in Spanish, and he says, trago doble. I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic like he is, so I just want a single. I Google Translate really quickly what single is, and I come up with the word soltero. So I tell this uh, pretty attractive Nicaraguan uh, female bartender, I uh, want a soltero. 
And she just, her eyes get so wide and she looks at me. And later on, I figure out after she says, solo uno, solo uno, that soltero means single as in I'm available for sex in relationship. Right. You basically said, I would like a shot and I'm very single. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So Larry did a version of this that Ready I thought was fucking hysterical. Larry was learning from his his girlfriend a few Spanish phrases to help him out before his trip. Um, and the beer down there, the popular beer, is this beer called Tonya. Okay. Okay. So Alba would order a Tonya. Larry would order a Tona. Like, no matter how many times he said it, he would continuously say Tona. Okay. Right? <laughs> so that was funny enough. But when Larry first arrived, he goes, I think I'm good. Liz, his girlfriend, told him how to say how much for this, which is... Well, let me clarify. Yeah. Let me clarify, too. It's, uh, you say Quanto Cuesta. Quanto Cuesta. That's how you say how much does this cost. Quanto Cuesta. Okay. You could say Quanto Cuesta Estas. Right? Um, but it's Quanto Cuesta. You Larry, wouldn't say Estas because that means how much do you cost? In according to Babel, that is how you <laughs> oh, no. say it. Okay. The, uh, you, it, it's Esta. Esta, Esta is referencing okay. a, point. a third party. This is thing. me pulling Estas a Larry is here. you. Okay. <laughs> how much do you cost? Punta. <laughs> That's Usted. Or Usted S <laughs> if you're talking to multiple people. Um, anyway. On the pussy Santa. Here you go. <laughs> so... <laughs> So Larry is trying to say that, and I hear him on many occasions, instead of saying, Quanto Cuesta, uh-huh. he goes, Quanto Queso. <laughs> queso. <laughs> so what, what's that, so how much cheese? Larry's at like a little market stand. And he's holding like an object. How much cheese? <laughs> how much cheese? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a, it cracks me the fuck up. Well, it makes sense. You know, how much, how much you know. Maybe they just thought, they like, in America, cheddar. you call it cheddar. He's like, oh, yeah. give me that cheddar. <laughs> how much cheese? So I did love that. That's another but, reason I want to learn Spanish, so I don't sit there and walk around saying how much cheese with the then, utmost confidence. But then one day, you guys got quesadillas, and it fucking paid off great, because <laughs> you got so much cheese. <laughs> Doble queso. <laughs> so what else happened while we were there? We, go well, we, had a, we had a debate about um, tactics in the sexual marketplace. I think we should do a PCL about that. So we'll tease that. There's a PCL about uh, tactics in the sexual sexual marketplace when you're in Nicaragua, uh, when she's from Israel, when uh, there are portmanshow.com slash VIP yep, to hopefully learn more. Um, we saw monkeys. Yay! I don't know if I'm in love with monkeys or creeped out by monkeys? I can't tell. I'm both. I hate them. I think so it, my opinion. if I spent any real time with some monkeys, I'd be real angry with monkeys. Yeah. They're very annoying creatures. They're like super, super dumb people. Are they roaming free? They were on a little tiny island that was like a tree. Just we, one tree on the island? We boated up to it. <laughs> okay. Like underneath the branches of the tree on the island. Yeah. And the monkeys climbed out on the branches to see if we had some mangoes. Sure. For the monkeys. Or We ha- didn't have any mangoes. Or quanto, quanto, quanto queso. Yeah. <laughs> How much cheese? Quanto queso. That's what they were yelling at you. So. Um, what kind of monkeys? Reese's? Howler? <laughs> what kind of monkeys were they, Alex? The spider, spider monkeys. Spider oh, yeah, you spider don't. Monkeys. Those are decent monkeys. You don't want the macaques, which are not there. I think they're only in the other hemisphere. 
They're in South America. Ox will terrorize people. <laughs> Steal their food. Ones, yep. Yeah, these monkeys seemed all right. I, I wasn't angry with these monkeys, but we, again, we didn't. Uh, you know, we didn't like invite you didn't get them that to go home. How big? How big? Large squirrel size. Oh, okay. They might have been twenty inches tall. Medium dog size. Yeah. Yeah, because small medium dog. When you said like large squirrel, you made a motion with your hands that was about the size of a fucking terrier. I'm like, what how the for the squirrels? show did you not fill your boat with monkeys? Yeah, bring it back. We to almost did. Like they were real close to jumping into the boat, but I was worried. We didn't like, bring snacks. Our I'm holding my was, phone. We didn't bring snacks. Are they going to jump into the boat, take my phone, and throw it in the water? Oh yeah, I've seen videos of monkeys doing that where they just grab shit. Because they don't know what's really food or not until they yank it out of your hands. Yeah, and if this thing starts jumping at me, it's got like fucking four hands and a tail. It's yeah. going to freak me out. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it would. Um, so that was cool, though. I was happy I saw monkeys because I kept yelling, where are the monkeys? <laughs> like everywhere we went, <laughs> like, I went, there's no fucking monkeys here. They I were like, pissed. sir, you're you're in the Miami airport. You're, you're in not the in South America yet. <laughs> <laughs> Central America, you stupid fuck. <laughs> uh-huh. So... Um, the other thing that happened, though, unrelated to Nicaragua, but it happened oh. while we were down there. Yeah. I get a text message from my tenant at one of my houses. He goes, hey, just so you know, it seems like the sewer is backing up in this room. And I go, oh, God no. damn it. <laughs> I Just a month ago, the sewer was backing up, and I had to pay a man to come snake the sewer and clear it out. Like, I feel awful for this tenant. Like, I'm so sorry. The sewer's backing up. That's terrible. Yeah, it's not a good thing. So... It's late at night, and I'm drunk down in Nicaragua, and I just go, all right, let me know how it is in the morning. I'll get somebody over there tomorrow. And he's like, all right, cool. In the morning, I wake up. He sends a message. It's much worse. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God damn it. So I call the sewer company, Yeah. and the same guy that I've used in the past is going to go there and take care of it. And he's like, man, I just cleared it out. I don't understand why it's a problem. So... Several hours go by. The sewer guy goes there. He calls me up. He goes, yeah, I just cleared the clog. Uh-oh. He's like, your sewage is fine. Oh, okay. And I'm like, oh, thank God. So what's the problem? He what's goes, the clog? Your tenants. And yeah. I go, so happy it's them and not my house, first off. Second off, he goes, it was filled with tampons and non-flushable wipes uh. and condoms. <laughs> and they seemed fresh. And they seem fresh. Like they are. I go, what? well, you know the situation with this house. Like it's an Airbnb, but I've had the same people in here for several months. Could it be from people before these people? Yeah. And he's like, no, this is fresh. <laughs> how does he like, know? The condoms first, aren't even discolored. First of all, how do you... Well, I guess when you're a professional sewer man, you know what fresh condoms mm-hmm. in a sewer look like. So, yep. Did you give him the sniff test to find out? <laughs> then he goes, so I cleared it, and I left the pile of the stuff sitting out by the sewer clean out outside. Mm, as a warning to say, like, hey. So your tenants can see it. Yeah. And I'm like, all right. He's like, well, at least your tenants are practicing safe sex. Then I go, yeah, <laughs> but. That's what you care about. Wait a minute here. Let's think about this. Who are the tenants? It's a youngish married couple with two children and two dogs. Super hot wife. Very hot wife. Oh, okay. So, why, first off, is the youngish married couple with already two kids mm-hmm. 
having sex with condoms. Why are they practicing safe sex? And maybe because well, they don't want more fucking sure, awful kids. Maybe would be my maybe guess. the guy has very little control. Right. No, the first thing you do when you meet a woman is you say, how do we get to the place where these condoms are not a thing anymore? Right. So when you yell it like that on the first date, <laughs> yes, they see it as threatening. But and they say, sir, please leave the mall. <laughs> this is inappropriate. I don't think this is the kind of conversation you have at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm thinking, mm. why are they using condoms? Second of all, they're adults. They should know you don't flush tampons. Or non-flushable wipes. So the plumber goes, at least they're practicing safe sex. And I go, yeah. But who? But are they practicing it with each other? So now I sit there and I start thinking. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm happy I can put this on my tenants. And be like, hey, fucker, cut it out. Right? This is costing me money. Cut the shit. Yeah. But then I'm like, wait a minute. If I say that to him... Am I revealing to him that he, like his wife is cheating on him? Or is he the cheater? Who's or, cheating? Who, who knows? The children. So <laughs> then I start really thinking were about Were they children-sized condoms? What are the objects that were found in the plumbing? Tampons. Uh-huh. Non-flushable wipes. Uh-huh. Condoms. Okay. Okay? Okay. So what's happening here? Oh, I have a theory. What's your theory? Children. The kids are just flushing shit down the toilet for fun. Why are children flushing condoms and tampons down the toilet? I don't know. Maybe they're Amish. Where are children getting their hands on tampons? <laughs> right. Well, out of the out of the cabinet or something. Where are children getting their hands on condoms? Out of the cabinet. We have Maybe to assume just... the parents are most likely hiding the condoms high enough up that, this, that the children well, can't get the condoms. I don't know. Maybe they're really shitty parents. So... Maybe this I, is how they play balloon time with kids. I am reluctant yeah, to just let my tenant know because, like, what if, what if this is the first time that he realizes his wife is cheating on him, and he mm. fucking loses his shit and sets my house on fire? Oh, yeah, that'd but be bad. We realize we we have a group mind here: the the three gringos in Nicaragua, the tampons and the flushable wipes are the giveaway that this man knows what's going on here. Because if it was his wife trying to hide it, she would just put her tampons and her flushable wipes. Where she normally does in the trash, like a fucking responsible human being. But if you're another woman with another set of tampons, you can't just leave. Ta- you can't leave your tampons laying around. Nope. And the wipes. Mm. What are the wipes for? The wipes are used to clean up after. Yeah. Right. But if you have a condom, I mean, what are you cleaning up? You pulling it off to? Ju- oh yeah, you pull it the off. Blood. Yeah, you got to pull the condom off at some point. All the poop. <laughs> <laughs> so. This would make a fucking great board game. <laughs> this and then, is like once clue. you figure it out, it's like then it's like phase two of the game. Like, what do you do? Clue. Right. What do I do, Brett? What do I do? Yeah. Hmm. What would you do? You fucking, you fucking shoot straight, right? You didn't create this situation, you know. And there's such a thing as uh, cause and effect here. Send them right? a diagram of paper towel airport. Responsa. So the situation here is we've discovered these items in the plumbing. The plumber left them in the yard next to the sewer <laughs> clean out. And now I have this information while my tenants are at work. What do I do? What do I say? Well, maybe maybe start with the tampons being flushed or something. And just say like, hey, you're start you with are- non-flushable items. There were 
non-flushable items found mm, yeah. new in the sewage. Items items is a lot better word than the one Andrew used. Are you kidding me? I'm going to pull yeah, up the got, exact conversation here. It just it, it flows off the tongue a little bit better. It's a fewer amount of words. Now, the letters. Here's the thing. If the man is responsible and he's reaching out to you about this and he knows about all the flushing. He knows about all the flushing. There has is he to really going to come guilt. to you? He's going to be like, this is the flushing that did this. Right. Like, you'd have to think mm. that he's like, oh, I did this. Because every time, like, I, if I'm renting something that's somebody else's and I do something. Some even, fucking plastic like, bags down the shower. Right. Right. I go, this is my problem to fix. I did this. <laughs> Eric in the chat. Eric says, tell them the city has con- condomed the building and they have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately, they're paying a shit. Their insurance company is paying me a shitload of money, so I want them to stay as long as they can. Yeah, uh, true. So, here's what I say to the guy: Kurt from A One Sewer, who was the same guy who took care of us last time, will be coming out this afternoon. I gave him your contact info. That was at eight thirty nine in the morning. At one twelve p.m., after a phone call from Kurt, I text and I say, "I think we're in good shape now, but." The guy said that a lot of objects have been flushed that shouldn't have been getting flushed. He believes it all to be pretty recent. I leave it as ambiguous as that, mm. right? Yeah. Let's just that see. is good. Don't imply ownership. Right. <clears throat> so, and that way, I wasn't revealing to him that his wife was cheating on him if that was what was going to happen here. Like, I don't want to be the messenger of that, mm. right? Okay. Again, he has a hot wife. And he was She's bitching to me recently down. about like having to bring the trash cans up from the street and how he's going to ask his wife to do it. <laughs> okay. So he responds back. He goes, like the things a kid would put in a toilet and flush without telling a parent. So I start responding. Uh-huh. No, dickhead. <laughs> Fucking condoms and tampons and wipes. No, dickhead. You're jizzy condoms. Right. So as I'm finishing the word jizz, he responds back again. Before I get to send jizz, uh, he goes, or the things a parent would, never mind, I think I know. Oh, fucking light bulb came on. And I just said, okay, I had asked Kurt if it could have been something from the past, but he believes it's recent. I think he may have left it near the sewer clean out outside. My tenant just goes, thank you. Noted. <laughs> Yeah, there yep. you go. Oh. I th- I cannot believe that I inv- I I like re- reverse engineered this entire situation from a sewer cleanout. <laughs> Wait, so and do you think the beginning she was cheating of the or what? Portman show true crime spinoff series. Mm. Oh yeah, and his wife's really hot. So like when they move out, I'll give her a call. Oh okay, yeah. You Be know. like, Ask let's see how she's doing. doing. I know you put out, lady. <laughs> I found no, the condoms. Him. Oh. It was him that was... He noted it. He's the cheater? He's the cheater. I think he's the cheater. And then I'm thinking, okay, what just happened? Thanksgiving weekend. The wife and the kids went off to visit family. He stayed at home slash my home. Oh. And brought over his lady, and they needed to hide the evidence. You can't just take the tampons and throw them all willy-nilly in the trash for the wife to come home and see them. Now, you said this is an insurance stay... So, like, what, their previous house burned down or something? Uh, they had a sewage problem at their previous house. Oh, 
no. Wow. And this is the second sewage problem at my house. Uh, a lot of sewage problems happening around. Oh, that is it information. Comes, it all comes together. And then I would hope you responded with, if it happens again, the bill is going to be double or? Oh, no, no, no. I have this information. Yeah. I can just sit on this. Okay. And if he ever gives me any shit, fucking blackmail. <laughs> I, I, have, I have all the power right now. I can get anything I want out of this guy. No. I, should, I should tell this guy, go home to your house, which is almost done being renovated. Fucking sabotage it. <laughs> Flood that goddamn house again, and you stay in this house for another year. At ninety five hundred dollars a month, you do, you you know do things your way, but don't <laughs> plan blackmail on a podcast. Oh right. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I still don't know if you if you're you got to the bottom of this. This is the bottom. What more is there? The sewer is the bottom. Other than I blackmail him and have sex with his wife. <laughs> A man that that does all of these he we'll take that out comes post. from sewage problems. Where was his other house? Cranberry. It's the same woman. Now yes, I'm buying. Yes, of course it's this. the same woman. It's, it's come to the new house to flush the stuff. Yes. He came at the new house. Yeah. Be like, uh, s- suggest that you guys get some, you know, trash bags, and have her. You know, the same way when you go camping. You pack it in, you pack it out, bitch. Yep. Pack it out. Yeah. Send it home with her. Yeah. Can you get to the, do do you have information to investigate the sewage problem at the original house that he had to leave? Oh, I could, I could, I could find out more. Yeah. I, yes. I'd say we do a season of Portman show about this. (laughs) 52 episodes we devote to this. Yeah, we could like call the condom company and learn more about what it takes to make a condom and when you should use them, when you should flush them, hmm. when you shouldn't. All right, you tour the condom factory. <laughs> I'll talk to the sewer people. Do we do we need to invent uh, flushable condoms? Those must exist. <laughs> I don't know. I just thought that was super like intense and exciting over the course of 12 hours. Yeah. And uh, I was just brainstorming and trying to get to the bottom of it. And I come up with these theories that are fucking bulletproof. You're going to have to put one of those uh, garbage disposals in your houses now in the toilet. (laughs) So anything that gets flushed gets shredded and moves along. Or you can make a salad. Yeah. Sewer salad. (laughs) It's the hot new gift. Well, Kramer had a garbage disposal (laughs) in the shower. I know. Everything, all my jokes are stolen from Seinfeld, obviously. So. All right, well, that's a that's a fucking dynamite a ending show. for this episode. Yeah, well, congrats to making it back from Nicaragua without popping hot on any tests and getting stuck in a foreign country and quarantined. Oh, I'm going back down there. I fucking I'm I'm living there at least ten percent of my life. Ten percent, at least. I don't know what that means. That means one point two months per year. Wow. Got to get going on that Spanish babble. It's the most fascinating place. It's the most fascinating fucking place. Yeah? It really is. It is wild. <laughs> I mean, you've been there, wow. but yes. it's very wild, yet it's incredibly safe. Everywhere we went, little children playing. It was like the most wild place and the most innocent place at the exact same time. Mm. We would go to a populated area, a town square, a place full of bars and stuff, and 
you'd be like, yeah, I'm going to get fucking super hammered and shit faced and, you know, whatever. But at the same time, there are like little kids playing on little wheeled bikes and trikes and four wheeled bikes and shit. And then there's like teenagers that are having the most innocent looking dates. And you go, how sweet. Mm. Like there's this fucking. Some of them were making out. 15 year old kid pedaling around in a two person four wheeled bicycle around this little fucking turtle cat statue oh that yeah that's the square of yeah whatever city that like was. how how sweet is that it's very nice it would be like if you went out in the pittsburgh and you saw like a 15 year old kid taking his his sweetheart out ice skating at the skating rink in, in market square uh-huh you probably can you can but you don't <laughs> see that oh they're like no we gotta go tag some shit and get some fucking piercings and some oh, you yeah. know <laughs> neck tattoos and make tiktok videos right oh yeah yeah tiktok these kids aren't doing that. They're just enjoying life. They're like, well, we have fucking nothing. We're dirt poor. I yeah. saved up for months just so I could come out and rent this four-wheeled fucking bicycle. Yeah. And here's where we're at. And then Alex just walks up and smiles and jumps on a horse, and everyone yells at him to pay $2. <laughs> Alex, you didn't jump on a horse again, did you? I didn't this time. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't. I think the most, other than buying the art, the most I got into Nicaraguan culture was uh, a couple of the nights... Some of Alba's uh, nephews, cousins. Oh yeah, um, my step came to the house. We learned to stay. Yeah, we met three of them: uh, Mani and Horvine and Isa something. I can't remember. It's hard to pronounce. Doxing all of them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Alex does. (laughs) It's my favorite thing to do. Um, But they did the thing. We already kind of suspected this last trip. I think on the last night in Costa Rica we realized that the reason the music is so loud in the bars is because when you've had like four shots of tequila, it's the perfect volume to have all the fun you possibly could have. So they like loud music. They like being loud. Uh, and these cousins come over one night cause they're on their way back up from Panama. They were doing some stuff down there. They're going back uh, to their homes in the North end of Nicaragua. Uh, it was supposed to just be for a night, but then the next night they're still there. Because <laughs> we get back for the uh, day and they're just they're there still, at the house. Still, still, uh, and it's, I don't need, I don't know, sometime in like the early evening. Um, and Horveen is obviously drunk and we find out Horveen's girlfriend broke up with him. So Aww. he's going to stay one more night here and be drunk. But how do you some console point, yourself when you get dumped? Did he throw any pickles in the pool? He didn't. Hmm. But what he did do, he did the Nicaraguan version of that, which is oh, yeah. getting, getting really drunk, sure. sitting in a chair out next to the pool. And then taking the biggest Bluetooth speaker you've ever seen, putting it one foot in front of your face, and putting the volume on full and passing out. <laughs> no, before he passed out, well, volume on full blast, yeah. a foot from your face, and you're just moaning a song out in unison with the speaker at mm, the speaker. Yeah. You're singing at the speaker at full volume. <laughs> just your sadness. Huh. So Interesting. Then, then the next night, it's starting to get get dark and people are settling down and I'm like, man, it's too quiet in here. We need to recreate the magical uh, evening that we had yesterday. So I pull out my phone. I didn't have a Bluetooth speaker. Larry and I had a poopy issue and we're just like, we're <laughs> going to watch a James Bond movie and go to sleep because uh, Thanksgiving, I'm, James Bond, it's what you I'm do. I'm like, man, we're in Nicaragua. I need to hear people screaming in Spanish on the music video. So I start playing Cardi B 
on repeat. <laughs> okay. Drinking uh, Florida Cognac. I walk out into the common area uh-huh. and I see Alex just sitting there with a staring at his phone. <laughs> it's a foot from his face <laughs> and there's some awful noise coming out of it and I go, I don't want any part of this. Yeah. I'm going to let him do his thing. I'm going into that quiet room and I'm going to watch something enjoyable, not involved with Alex at all, and I'm going to go to bed. You were going to go be near the toilet? And I was waiting hours. Like I, w- I waited for Alex to come in there at some point thinking like, oh, he'll listen to that song and then come in. Or he'll listen to two songs and then come in. Yeah. Or three songs and come in. But it was like several hours later and Alex had not come in yet. So what happened, Alex? I It was one of those nights where, you know, we're just, we're in the spirit of the moment. I'm I'm bathing. We or you? I, I, I am. I am at least. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Nicaragua. Look at us here. I got a new shirt. I'm unbuttoning it because we're outside. <laughs> Fuck it. Uh, I'm drinking the rum, the local rum. I'm listening to uh, the local music, and uh, you know, I I'll take I'll take a cue from Horvine, and I'll just keep drinking rum until I pass out uh, in this very chair next to the pool, listening yeah. to loud Mexican music. <laughs> People need headphones. Would, it sounds like <laughs> you know, not down there, <laughs> not down there. You got to make sure everyone else knows you're sad. No one down there has headphones. Your, yeah. How do you how do you establish your power in this world when you're poor, if not for noise? Yeah. Without a fucking ear this, damage. This is a country where everyone's poor. Yeah. And all they have is noise yeah. through music. <laughs> Their currency is noise through fireworks. Oh yeah. And That's fun. waiting in line. <laughs> That's all they do. That's this entire country. Fireworks at 3 a.m., 4 a.m. Three in the fucking morning to celebrate Christmas a month before Christmas. Yeah. (laughs) With fireworks and with parades. There was some guy singing mariachi music on a loudspeaker. Constant parade. Like at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. It's just like, what is it? Well, I mean, it's South America, right? So they're super Catholic and they're into the (laughs) the Christmas and they just celebrate for, for an entire month. Yeah, they do. That's what they do. Yeah. Delightful. What a horrible place. Well, you know, welcome back. But Larry, Larry tells <laughs> a tale <laughs> of waking up in the middle of the night. Sorry, Brett, you're not done yet. Uh, Larry tells a tale of waking up in the middle of the night that night and going out to pee and seeing Alex passed out in a uh, patio chair, shirt unbuttoned, <laughs> just totally passed out. Yeah. Surrounded by pickles? No, just no, no surrounded by fucking nature. It's the world. <laughs> just being, it's outside. He's the just biggest asleep. Beetles, the biggest like three-inch-long beetles you've ever seen. Oh yeah, being eaten alive by mosquitoes probably. There was some. There was some beetles or some kind of fucking monster. <laughs> oh yeah, it sounds like not the best place to pass out outside. I would not want to pass out outside. No, so you get fucking attacked by geckos. Yeah, or vultures. Oh yeah. They're just waiting. They know you're dead or drunk. They don't care. They didn't hesitate to go after that chicken I killed. <laughs> Maybe it happens a lot. I felt bad for killing that chicken. Like, what if that was the entire, like, what if the whole village yeah, I mean, we were in just, like, were devastated that they lost that chicken? Like, if, because we went through this village. What if that was their Christmas chicken? Right. We went through this village. I killed the chicken. We got to a dead end. We had to turn around and go back through the village and pass by the chicken again. And I just thought, geez. If the whole village isn't devastated, surely there's going to be like a little Nicaraguan girl who's just on her knees <laughs> yeah. crying, and I'm going to have to pull over and give her like $500, which is a year's worth of salary yeah. for any of these people. Well, that's what they do in the military. 
when you you know bomb right. some kids. You yeah, just pay the family off. <laughs> yeah, you were just like, oh, we killed your son. Yeah, here's a hundred dollars. Yeah, <laughs> here's a shiny fiver. Hmm. Well, I'm glad you guys had a good trip and you made it back and everything, and you didn't get stopped at the border and have to take like 32 extra tests. I love this place. Yeah, I really do. You still had to fly into Costa Rica, though, right? Yeah, yeah. That's there's no direct flights. A, no, there's direct flights. They're just very expensive and difficult to get. Mm. See, Costa uh, Rica can fuck off. This place is like fucking Disney at this point. Head over to Mena, Arkansas, and see if you can get a direct flight. <laughs> you might have to nice. take some extra bags. But uh, for reasons we're not going to discuss in detail, I'm going to be there for at least a month in the very near future. Mm. All right. Well, I can't wait to hear details. That's why I'm trying to learn Spanish. <laughs> and I'm buying a motorcycle. What? I kind of want to... Well, I'm buying one down there for sure. Yeah. But part of me wants to buy one up here and drive it down there. Oh. I thought you were going to say you are going to make it your carry-on. I didn't know how that would work. No, but I also have the CRV. I could just fucking... <laughs> yeah. I, no, just I, drive that pile of shit three thousand right. miles. Yeah, I could oh just be like, okay, the CRV is going to Nicaragua. You got to get a GoPro if you do that and make a vlog because that's got to be an adventure. Okay, well, you got to fucking set it up before I leave. Okay. <laughs> I want to drive there so bad. Yeah. Whether it be on a motorcycle or in the CRV or in anything else. But would you say you want to take a month to do that? Well, no, no, no. I, I, I'm going to be there for at least a month. And while I'm there, I need some transportation that isn't a awful Hyundai Santa Fe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if I'm going to do it bare minimum, I'm going to buy a motorcycle, which we learned that, okay, I could get a brand new motorcycle for $1,600. So get it there and drive it back. It's not legal in this country. Yeah, you don't want to drive it back to the and US. What, what, and what good is a motorcycle up here for me? So I can go on a fucking highway and be uncomfortable and cold? Get right. hit by an SUV. <clears throat> I mean, your butthole after a motorcycle <laughs> from I, here to there. I had a motorcycle in New Hampshire. I it, I drove it plenty, and it, it was not uh, enjoyable. Yeah, I, right. I I can concur. It was I my, just the whole time I wished it was a dirt and bike. Then <laughs> Andrew bought it off of me out of pity. Yeah, and I sold it for more than I bought it for, <laughs> and then I had more pity. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So. But I either need to buy a motorcycle down there and or an old Prado. fashioned pickup truck uh, type vehicle. Got to get one of those FJs or whatever they got down there. Sounds expensive. Oh, I guess that would be expensive. Those are rare. <sighs> All right. Well, does this count as a show? Yeah. I don't know. Chat, what do you want to see happen in Nicaragua? Like, what can I do to make good content <laughs> for the show? Go fight, guys. I'll fight people. <laughs> There's no scary Nicaraguan. No. They're all, all they do is they fucking stand around all day, talk to each other, and eat fruit. How scary <laughs> can they be? Are they, they, wait, tend, are they, they tend to a horse eating grass on the side of the road. Oh, uh, yeah. They're not doing anything. Sounds like monkeys hang around and eat fruit. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not afraid of anybody in this country. Oh, all right. I just wish I understood them and I could tell them to fuck off. Yeah. Well, but they're all very nice. Can work on that. This is a very safe place, by the way, people. Like, yeah, there's scammers and stuff, but just don't be a fucking idiot and don't be a pushover, and you're fine. Mm. Like, yeah, overall, and understand that, like, everyone's trying to scam you if you're in a touristy place. Well, also understand that, like, it's a super poor fucking country where ten dollars well, yeah, a day but that's people like, are that, excited to get. 
Yeah. That's a good preliminary thing. Like I remember the first time I was in Mexico, it was like, okay, in this place, this is not true for all of Mexico, right? I'm part of a beautiful Mexican family. So I'm not making a generalization here, but where I was in Mexico, um, everything is a scam. That's what I was told. Yeah. So everything is a scam and that's fine. Like as long as you can acknowledge that you're fine. But if you don't know Spanish, if you, if you don't look like you, Oh, another point. Mm-hmm. You need to look. So you're a gringo, right? But there's a way to be a gringo and look like you belong. Yeah. And we're having. I've a got tough- some Spanish in me. Uh, I did a. Uh, my dad's 23 and me said we had like Iberian Peninsula uh, hmm. genetics. Yeah, just just look like a you know a white gringo. Well, in this city, Granada. Which is yeah, do a, they have a white? Do they have a white Nicaraguan kind of looking guy. I mean, there's there's fair skinned Hispanic people that live in South America. And well, since yeah, you're I mean, in there's South a lot America, of like white, fucking... <laughs> white Mexicans, um, Guatemala. I don't know. I think they might have more of a generally indigenous look. Like where where did all the Nazis go? It was Argentina, Argentina. Or right? Argentina. So just that's very far away. Yeah, but I'm it's sure very far Argentina. <laughs> So it's in South America. But here's the thing. So we were in Granada, which is this old colonial, colorful, bustling city. And we were sitting there at this restaurant. Oh, uh, tragedy. What? Our sticker's gone. Oh, yeah. Our sticker's gone. If you go to the the Facebook group from Granada, that picture I took, that sticker's gone. Yeah. I took a picture of the pole without the sticker. But uh, in Granada, we're sitting there, me, Alex, and Larry at a bar late at night on the street. And people walk up to you trying to sell you everything from fucking candy yeah. to goddamn wallets that Alex buys to <laughs> fucking Eight foot rugs. floor mats. Art. <laughs> yeah. And this man walks up on crutches. <clears throat> this man has one leg. Mm. And he's a black man. More black than the average Nicaraguan, okay, at least. Yeah. <laughs> and he walks up and he speaks very fluent English. Hmm. And he says, hello, my name is John. And he starts talking to us and he's he's got a smile on his face. And he's like... He's like, I know I don't look like it, but I'm happy. Okay. And I go, all right, I like this guy. He's happy. (laughs) And he looks at us and he goes, he looks at me and he goes, you look like you belong in Nicaragua, talking to me. And he looks at Alex and Larry and goes, they don't look like they belong in Nicaragua. (laughs) And I go, I love this guy. (laughs) Right? I forgot to bring my linen pants because that was the main distinguishing factor was andrew was wearing linen pants i was wearing linen pants mm. that i bought down there yeah and i had a shirt that was unbuttoned too far yeah oh if you get if you get some shirts that are like uh, uh soccer teams oh no no no. Oh, i had a oh. nice collared shirt i looked appropriate i okay i felt very hemingway-esque mm. down there okay like i just came back from a fishing trip yeah did you get a good <laughs> tan with a lot of rum so <laughs> Anyway, this guy introduces himself as John, and he's from the East Coast, which is full of Jamaicans, which explains the darkness of him. You mean like New York? Nope. No. So he then says he's from the streets, and he would like to read us a poem. And he gives us the option of two poems. So I say, yeah, read us the one from the streets. Have a seat, John. He sits down, and he reads us a beautiful poem. He didn't uh, read it. He said it off the no, top yeah, of his head. No, yeah. He memorized it, and it was in perfect English. Hmm. I was thrilled. Mainly well, what because was it about? It was about him living on the streets. 
Interesting. Well, give us a line. Um, it's hard on the streets with no shoes on my feet. That fucking rhymes. <laughs> the whole thing rhymed. It was amazing. It rhymed in English perfectly. Alex, can you do any better? I can't remember what he said, but it was great. No, nope. I really liked it. Uh, you should have filmed it. Oh, I loved it. But, so how uh, many how many dollars did he want? I gave him ten bucks, or <laughs> I think I had someone else give him ten bucks. I don't know. <laughs> I gave you him forced cigarette. Larry to give him ten bucks, and Larry's like, "Okay, okay, don't hurt me." <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm just looking forward to going back there, and I don't know. It's so different from here. Like everything is different. Yeah, the place is basically the same as it was a hundred years ago. Hmm. Probably more cell phones though. Yeah, <laughs> but they're not as invasive. Mm, yeah. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. Hey, I'm off to eat dinner, and I got to end this Zoom call, which means you're going to lose Alex. So why don't we just wrap up nice and neat? <laughs> Fine. Oh, thanks for joining us, everybody, on this uh, extended edition of Fortman Show. Was it extended? It's only seven thirty-one. Oh, I don't know. We've three gone three hours for ago. We started this well over two hours. So. Uh, that's not all show we had a long break so it, it's a longer oh, yeah. than normal show yeah and we should also tell you before we go that oh. we will be recording a discomfort zone tomorrow at five all four hosts have confirmed that they will attend i will be in the hot seat we will stream it live one of us is recently out of jail mm. Wow, there's a teaser. Holy shit. And the hot seat will be is one of us on our way into jail. What? <laughs> oh, oh, you tune better in tune in. Out. If you're not signed up for the PCL, Jesus. you better get signed up. I'm intrigued. If you don't know what the PCL is, you you know, go to schoolsucksproject.com slash AV and you can just sign up there. That's that's not the PCL, but I'm sorry. <laughs> that's enough. that's soft color. I shouldn't say that on your show. <laughs> Give the link for the PCL. Yeah, people listening know what it is. All right. Is it poormanshow.com slash table? I just <laughs> outmarketed <laughs> you right there. Poor man show. All right, well, thanks, for, thanks for being accommodating, guys, uh, and having Alex and I uh, here remote. Sorry for killing you with COVID. No, it's fine. <laughs> this counts as a show. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> 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 Oh, maybe. That might be Mark Rober. That sounds like something he would do. He likes doing stuff with Jello. That sounds like something that's on my internet. <laughs> yeah, because how dare I watch entertaining I'm things on YouTube? I'm not saying you shouldn't watch it. <laughs> sounds to me like you were. No, you were I'm judging. just saying it's a part of the internet that I didn't know existed. Oh.
Yeah, there are some fun things. My out internet there. doesn't have these things. What are you, Al Gore? You got your own internet over there? Yeah. Don't we all? We got Alex oh, Bell joining us now. You sound like shit. <laughs> what? It's I the don't know. audio. It's just... something on. It's on this end because we've done. The audio was fine up until just where, now. Like the Zoom on this end, it is awful. We had this problem in the old studio. Whenever you, whenever we do a Zoom call on this setup, it's terrible, and I just tough it out. But unfortunately, that noise is going to come through the recording and the mixer and the live stream, and that's not going to be acceptable. So the and I have not figured out how to fix it. I tried fixing it in the past and failed. The audio so, was fine until just yeah. It just occasionally it all of a sudden comes in like that, and sometimes lasts for two seconds. Sometimes it lasts for twenty seconds. Well, I wonder and if that's our connection. Real disruptive. Well, that happened at the Butler House too. Oh, hmm. I am still having some kind of connection problem. Yeah. See, despite that audio is fine. Yeah, despite all kinds of effort to fix it. So yeah, it'll I'm, be it'll be fine for a long time. Puke. And then, it saying, and then it just randomly does goes it. to shit. Oh, no. Sounds like packet loss. Fucking, you what know, the you packets, mean? they switch on you. On the pussy Santa. Here you go. <laughs> that's, a, that's the one that's you shared. A, that's what made me lose my shit. <laughs> I'm the pussy Santa. Oh, boy. We got a guy in the chat. His name is Real Kumia, and he is... Uh, I don't know what that means. I, I don't know either. Anthony Comment Kumi? number one from Real Kumia. We've measured the earth. There's no curve anywhere. We see mountains from 300 miles away. That's not possible on NASA's globe. Five, four, three. Brett doesn't look very ready. Now he looks kind of ready. Okay. Five. All right, let's go. Four, <laughs> three. Ah! Four, right, show. Start over. Five, four, three. Wait, what's three? Why isn't this working? Hold on, it's fucked. Uh oh, Brett touched buttons last week. Right? This is okay. There we go. Do you have the right sound effects? No, I just picked a random one. Oh, okay. But it wasn't working at all. Five, four, three. Fuck, cocksucker. Did you just fucking. Can you just count down? Yeah, I'm just making sure everything's set. You didn't see me do the. Like, okay, we're set. I'm watching here so I can click the button, and then you, you were counting down, so I thought you were done counting down, and then you just kept counting down. Five. Three. I feel like it could open up the discussion to many topics that we wouldn't normally discuss on the show. Because mm-hmm. there's too much relationship talk. Yeah. What is this, the view? Exactly. I don't know what that is. I mean, I know, I know what it is, but I don't know what they talk about. It's a show you go to if you want uh, women's hot takes on politics. If you are home <laughs> and the kids that are should school be the description of this show. Maid, <laughs> if the view is for people, it's 11:30. You, you against your better judgment, you decided it was a good day for a mimosa. The kids are at school. The maid's doing the cleaning. And what are you going to do while you're drinking? And your you're mimosa? just too you overwhelmed. Watch. And you just you just can't today. Yep. yep. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's for it's talking. a show for women who just can't. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that should be part of uh, Brett's new show. You should take on the View. <laughs> 